The final countdown in the beginning of the show. What's going on, guys? Uh, just We're planning our, our year of vacation. Never gonna right. give you up. Never gonna give you give you down. <laughs> give you down? I think I'm tired. <laughs> You're very never sleepy. gonna get you down. He's Hey-o. a very sleepy boy. Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof and this is level 121. Joining me tonight, we have Elliot. That's me, Elliot Bigel. That's new. Corey. Hello. And Nate. Hello. No salutations this time. Okay, that's different. We like to vary it. We, we are not a, a broken record here. We sell more t-shirts that way. It's <laughs> true. All Would right. people buy t-shirts if we had t-shirts? I have a t-shirt. It's backwards every time you see it. Yeah, but that's you know. black market. That it is black market. I mean, we prefer you record with t-shirt on this yes. time, Kenny. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you can't tell me what to like, wear. Your whole body is a farmer stand. Like How does that post? work? I don't know, but he's <laughs> got I, it. <laughs> just picture it. Put your shirt back on. Now to everyone... Listening to the audio podcast is picturing me without a shirt. Uh, let's get going with the show. All right. We're not going to talk about food this time. That's going to be for next week. But I do want to know, L, you had a bone to pick with Target last week. Did they make it all better? Well, Target was on my list of poop last week. But as I suspected, the, uh, the date changed as soon as it shipped. It shipped on the 10th, and I had it on the 12th. So So you're saying Target podcasted us? Something like that, yes. (laughs) Target podcasted us. Well. So I got the console. Uh, It arrived while I was at work, and I got home. And, of course, I'm like, I don't feel like putting it. I don't feel like setting it up. So I took a nap. (laughs) I know. You took a nap? Yeah, I took a nap. You got then, a new five hundred dollar console, and you take a wow. nap. I took a nap, and then I set it up when I woke up at midnight. Isn't that Sorry, let me put on my do? shocked face. <laughs> uh, That's just your normal face, unless you're holding a unicorn <laughs> true, true. or something. Uh, yeah, so I set it up, and uh, how Koosh described it was correct. He used the app, which he said it, but I just didn't believe it. It was actually really interesting. <laughs> You used the app, and um, I was like, oh, it remembered everything from my previous Xbox. It, it signed me in. With, I didn't have to put my uh, my email and password, but it only had my tag. All the other tags, like my kids' tags and alts and stuff, were not there, so I had to put those in manually, so that kind of sucked. Well, so this is exactly what we're getting to. Like, When's the last time you upgraded your phone? I know you're an Apple user, so... You- you should have the same experience. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Well, when's the last time you upgraded your phone? About a year ago. So you should know that we are now moving into the phone era of video game consoles, and this further proves it because when you got your new phone, it pretty much sets itself up for you. Ah, and it's not going to put multiple accounts on there. Well, it should. 
It should just know that. Well, you're wrong. It should. This person legitimately has 17 profiles. <laughs> That's normal. One, one <laughs> for each. Have that? One for each Zitalon title update. So <laughs> that was an experience. I set it up, and you want to guess the first game I played on it? Jim's uh, of War. Wow! No. Wow! I'm trying was, to think what's something extremely lame that L would play. Series, Destiny. It's a Series X game. <laughs> Optimized. Oh, I know. I think I know what it is. Tetris. It is Concept Tetris. Destruction. Oh, okay. Concept Destruction was the third game I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping ahead now. Oh, my God. Tetris. I tried with headphones on, and it was just amazing. I don't even know what was going on. You Tetrising thing. It was it was Tetrising. I'm not sure. I imagine it's still good on normal Xbox, but it just I sounds don't great see how more. it could be different. <laughs> I was just about to ask, <laughs> not what is the difference between this Tetris and every other Tetris? I don't know. Ever? I'll let you know when I go well, back. Well, and this check Tetris that. is fun, but I don't see how a different console could make it better. I don't know how this. You're probably right. Be but let, different, me, let me have this one. colors. No, you can have it. I'm sorry. Let I'm me sorry. I didn't mean one. to ruin your fun. I didn't mean to really L it up. Don't L it up. <laughs> uh, going back to what you said earlier about the phone. Um, one thing. One thing I do like is like when you put on Spotify or Netflix for the first time. You don't have to put in the name and password. You just go right on your app and put in a little code, and then it knows. So that's, that's also cool nice. Thing. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. done that? I don't know. I, I love it. I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, with, YouTube, with like all Netflix, the Roku TVs yeah. kind of do the same thing. We have to go online, added the code, and whatnot. That's not the console so much as the vendor or the, uh, right, the right. provider. Yeah, but yeah. Well, that new trend is great because it's already saved in your phone the name and password. You just have to put a little code in. Uh, so going back to that, the second game I tried was one of your favorites, Corey, Man Eater. Mm-hmm. She's a man eater. Uh, uh, shout outs to Kelsey. X the hero's wife. She just completed that game. She did. Now, if she could only eat her husband, the world would be a better place. What? Oh, what? no food L, talk. L, L, L. This <laughs> is a clean podcast. Careful where you're about to go right there. What? It's okay. He, what, this is what he's thinking in his head. It's okay. I said, won't I, said <laughs> I want to meet him one day. That's what I said. Mm. Once again, careful where you're going with this. And then slap him. No, I love X. He's a man meter. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to drink beef eater. <laughs> so, do you know who did the voice of the narrator, Corey? Uh, uh no. Oh, okay. Uh, it is Chris Parnell. Have you ever heard that name? Uh, I've heard the name. Yeah. He is a Saturday Night Live alum. Um. You might remember the viral hit "Lazy Sunday." Does that ring a bell? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the it's a guy who's not uh, Lazy Scranton. The guy who's not Andy Samberg <laughs> was Chris Parnell. Oh, right, right. Yeah, he's not that famous, but he got big in that video. So yeah, that was a a lot of fun. You just go and eat people. Yeah, good Very graphics good. and sound, and it was optimized yeah. for the Series X. It's a good uh, game. Then it, I tried concept also, destruction. Hold on, hold on, oh, sorry, hold sorry. on. People, Back. the people have to know Tell me. that yeah. Maneater is a free upgrade to next gen, and it's also on a Black Friday sales for like thirteen dollars. 
13 so. dude i'll oh, pick that up that's fan that's a fantastic price for that game yeah physical but what are you gonna do 13 bucks i recommend that game at full price carry on concept destruction oh i just <laughs> i just installed that because i just went to the uh, filter of all the uh, series x optimized games and i installed it and i played one game and it looked the same and i quickly uninstalled it <laughs> well, like, that was why fast. did I do this? Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they were talking about how what what was the AI cars? It went from like thirteen to where now they can run fifty at a time or something like that at one hundred and twenty frames per second. Oh man, I totally wish I could have experienced that. Oh darn. Oh man, <laughs> they should have added a title update for another thousand gamer score. Well, that's I don't think they know about that yet. Ah, so I haven't yet witnessed uh, like Forza Horizon or or Gears yet. So that's that's next on the list. Well, you've played one car game, so you've played them all. <laughs> uh, so one thing I did do that I said I was going to do, I think two weeks ago, was boot up Rise of Insanity, <laughs> and that was the game where I had the uh, achievement that would not pop for me. If you remember from, I think that was on our live show. Uh, yeah. And yes. And I went through the game, and sure enough, it popped. <laughs> nice. Like Thank you went through the whole X. game again. I didn't. So I have no idea how this works. I deleted all the save. I deleted everything, and it popped around halfway through the game. So who the hell knows? Clearly optimized. Where it stores its its collectible data. That's the kind of optimization that I want to see. Ah. <laughs> uh, and then um, the big thing I wanted to test for Kenny and everyone yes. else around the world was prominence poker. Oh, So man. before I did this on the 1X, I timed how long it took to get in. And it took about three minutes. Doesn't sound that long, but when you're sitting there at a right. loading screen, it's oh, terrible. No, it no, sounds long. Three minutes terrible. is a long time. <laughs> so I booted it up and it took three minutes. No, it didn't. So I said, uh, so the next morning, this was, don't forget, now it's like one in the morning. So uh, I said to Fug the next morning, I'm like, dude, you lied. You said it takes like 30 seconds and it took three minutes. And he's like, dumbass, did you move it from your external to your internal? I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, wait a minute. I know it's faster. <laughs> no, I had it on my external like a dumbass. So yes, that does take infinitely less time to load now. It is wonderful, Kenny. Yeah, I guess to jump ahead to one of the games that I have been playing, we did. <clears throat> I played Prominence Poker uh, with Vulgar Latin, Fug, Matt Cam, and Mental Knight, and then eventually Jay Black joined us. And <laughs> I forget what exactly it was that happened, but Fug, he has the Series X, and he had to restart the game for some reason. I can't remember why. And basically, he's just like, all right, guys, I got to restart the game. I got out. And then he's just like, all right, and go. He starts the game, and like 30 seconds later, he's back into our poker game. Like, he could close it out, <laughs> and he completely re reloaded the game, <laughs> logged into our game, and was playing. And it's just like, dude, I would, else rage quit. <laughs> I would still be at like the title screen for another, like you said, three minutes just sitting there waiting for the stupid game to load. Which, once again, we've always talked about why those load times are so long. We always thought it was a server. Maybe their servers were just bad. No. So, 
apparently with this, it's all just the game. It's taken that long to load. What is it loading? There's nothing to that game. Cards. It's the Unreal Engine. <laughs> it's got to load the Unreal Engine. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. The Halo Gears. This is poker. It may turn into Call a gunfight. You just never know. <laughs> it all loads so much faster than that. All it is is just a couple of avatars sitting around the table playing cards. I don't understand why that game takes so long to load. Yeah, so I heard I had heard some rumors that there was some drinky drinky going on during that game, but no one would really tell me what happened. So I only surmised that what happens in fake Vegas stays in fake Vegas. Yes, we can't tell you. I assume it was you, Kenny. Oh yeah, it was totally to me. I was totally you the one start, drinking. man. You'll be a lot happier. He was drunk uh, on tap water like, from his cup. You, if you're gonna yeah, if you're gonna put something in that water. dirty cup, it should be vodka <laughs> and water, not just water. <laughs> okay, well, let's continue off of that. <laughs> we all need to talk about the cleanliness of my drinking vessels. Wow, <laughs> thought too many cups should need a tetanus shot after drinking. Out of <laughs> Dude, Dundalk tap. What do you expect? You understand that? Um, okay, Nate. Now, last week you said when we were talking on the on the show, you had yeah. a plan on what you're going to do with the Series X. Absolutely, we signed off, and about ten minutes later, I saw in chat that you completely broke that plan and you went and did something else. <laughs> I did. <laughs> how well? I how has your experience been? <laughs> foolishly forgot what I said half an hour before and uh, went ahead and played something completely different. Uh, so I said I would play Ori. Uh, and instead, I played Bright Memory. You emphatically uh, and then said I you realized were <laughs> realized what I had done, and so I stopped Ooh. and I loaded up Ori mm. and did the update and all that fun stuff. And my goodness, is that thing beautiful! Uh, now That's I don't what I know hear. if it looks the same as it did on my uh, you know my One X, but it sure doesn't look like my memory of the game. Uh, it is that could be on your memory pretty. too. Your bright memory. <laughs> super pretty, super uh, fluid. Uh, man, it's just oh, so good. So then I went and I loaded up Ori Remastered uh, just to test the hot switching or you know, the quick switching. So I'm flipping back and forth, back and forth. Quick and I resume. went back to bright memory. And, uh, you know, the quick resume was perfect. It's fast. That's... So I was just, yeah. Going from thing to thing. So, uh, but yeah, going back to Bright Memory, this is a game, I think it's by a single developer, and um, it makes sense. It <laughs> The game does look good, if you want to call it a game. It is more like a tech demo uh, or just a demo of a game. Really? Uh, and yeah, and the, the thing that kind of threw me off at the beginning was the menu system. Uh, it is set up like you're using a keyboard and a mouse. So when you go to navigate the menu, you're moving a cursor with your left thumbstick to choose, you know, new game or whatever, or choose the options. And then when you're in the game and you're upgrading or looking at your inventory or whatever, you're you're basically moving a mouse with your your stick. You know, so you're not, you know, it's just weird. It doesn't seem like a native uh, Xbox game, uh, but the game is interesting. Like I said, it's more of a tech demo. You're kind of running around and uh, you've got a couple different weapons. You have some like psychic abilities. You can do like a force push. Um, you can do like a knife slam. And it takes about maybe 45 minutes to beat the game. 
the first time. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really short. Uh, like I said, it, it's basically a it's a concept game. Um, now, to get all the achievements, you're going to have to beat the game three times on the same save. Not a big problem. You know, as you're killing the stuff, you're getting experience, which you can then use to buy uh, new abilities. So your second and third playthrough will be faster. I think there are seven collectibles in the game, and it doesn't matter if you get them in one run or across all three runs. And then there's one achievement for air juggling uh, an enemy. And you're probably not going to figure that out. And actually, I think you need all the abilities or most of the abilities in order to do that. So you probably won't get that one until your third run uh, through the game. I have not done it yet. I still haven't beaten the game. I'm about, well, I'm at the end boss right now. Uh, and I just haven't beaten it. And then as soon as I do that, it's you know, two more laps through the game. Uh, I have to find all the collectibles. I think I'm missing one, maybe two. And then I have to do this thing where I air juggle for 15 seconds. But once that's done, the game is done. That's my first native, uh, you know, Series X completion. And it's okay. Uh, the game was $8. Um, yeah, I was kind of waiting for you to get to the price. I mean, <laughs> if it's a tech demo and... Yeah. Eight bucks for you know there there's your launch title. Yeah, uh, you can't you can't complain <laughs> that much, right? No, it's eight bucks. I'm not going to complain too much about that. Uh, it's it was it was good to see some of the horsepower of the game uh, or the system. Um, you know, it doesn't feel great. Uh, the game it, it felt okay. Um, <laughs> I can tell you to pick it up at four dollars. I would. But um, <laughs> eight dollars—it's—it's it's not. Yeah, it's not horrible. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I was excited because I'm playing a brand new thing on the console, and I didn't pay sixty dollars to do it. So that, in my mind, is okay. Um, so yeah, it's a thing. I'm, it's kind of pretty. You're talking about it being a tech demo. I wonder if it's because it's kind. Of, it, well, it really is basically a demo because I see here there's a bright memory infinite. So I wonder if that is kind of like, um, not necessarily a tech demo. What am I trying to say? Like a prelude to it, or I don't think they're related. Like I got the feeling. I don't know. That, Just a guess. Yeah. Well, from everything I saw in the you know in the game, uh, it did seem like they they could add on to it, or maybe yeah, this is like a you know a prequel to like this other game that this person is building or this studio is building. I'm pretty sure it was one person. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm making that up. So, I was watching the trailer. If that's one person, wow, <laughs> that's yeah. pretty good for one person. Yeah, like yeah. this game looks really good. Mm, yeah, let's I would not call it a game. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would love to hear someone else talk about it when they check it out. But yeah, well, so are you going to pick it come up? Come April, L? when I'm able to get the get the console, I'll tell you about it. Are you going to pick it up, L? Cheap uh, game to uh, test your brand new console that you've been complaining about? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Eight dollars, a little too much, a little too pricey. Well, you know, a, a great a great way to test the system is to put Forza Horizon Four on there, which is yes. literally free with Game Pass. Uh, there that was thing. It, is yeah, pretty. I mentioned to Kush in the Discord. I thought it was pretty cool. There was an update uh, or like a day one patch for for it. But instead of saying installing, it said upgrading, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, that's neat. It was well, a- I, I tried to play it off of my external, and it said, you know, do you, you know upgrade or some other option. It was late, and I was just like, whatever. So I just do the thing. <laughs> so it so it downloaded and upgraded, and then I went to go play it, or my daughter went to go play it, 
and uh, it looked great. I was like, oh man, it definitely upgraded. But then today, I was going through on my Xbox. I was like, I want to see what that thing did. Sure enough, uh, it installed a brand new version on the internal, and it left the old version on an external. Huh. I don't yeah. know if you can play that old version as it is. Um, That's I, weird. I, I, I probably should have tested to see if I could do that to play the old version. Um, but I basically just said, you know what, that's a waste of space. So I just started cleaning things up. It's actually on two externals. I, I don't know why that was. There were like, there were oh, add-ons that were on one external <laughs> and there was the main game, which was on the other external. I just cleaned all that stuff up and installed everything internally just so it looks good. But I can only imagine how game, how good that game looks because it looks real on my OG Xbox one with the TCL uh, TV. That game looks amazing. That's one of the best looking games I've ever played. Well, here's here's, so being here's my on recommendation. The Series X, especially if you have a really nice TV that can handle the 4K 120, blah blah blah. That mm. game has got to be breathtaking. My recommendation is to let yourself get old, get bad eyesight, mm-hmm. stand <laughs> far back from the TV like while you're eating lunch, and man, it looks real. It was so real. Well, I don't know if uh, I need to get old to have the bad eyesight. These yeah. glasses are pretty yeah. thick. I mean, do you yeah. see the font size on his monitor? <laughs> I can read it from here. <laughs> he, he's not wrong. <laughs> that was Just uh, kidding, that was pretty sad though, Nate. Seeing um, I had those same X's that you did on the uh, 120 uh, <laughs> during the install. Oh yeah, that's what I was saying. There's there's not a huge. I'm sure there's not, but just seeing those. Like, oh. I mean, you got load times, but oh yeah, and you can play with bright memory, but and I can't. But what? Hey. All right, you know what? I, I am going to get did, it now, just so you, I can tell you how great it is. I did not get a single. I'll take that bet. Uh, you know, Forza could not load. Yo, throw me eight bucks. That, that used to happen all the time. I'd load load up Forza <laughs> Four. My my daughter wanted to play Forza Four or Horizon Four. Would not start like three times in a row. Really? Restart the Xbox and it would start just fine. What do you mean? Like th- that, this game it, took too long to load? Yes. This game took too long to load. Interesting. Doesn't happen with the X. That's odd. I've never had that issue. Yeah. Now I go I to pick the up the controller. It's like game. it's already played. It's like we knew. We knew. <laughs> All right. Well, Corey, what have you been up to? Well, I've once again wandered into the uh, the strange world of brand new games that can be very niche and uh this game has been out for just a week now so it's still new but it still only has 22 tracked gamers so uh a a very uh small amount of gamers and i don't expect it to really take off if you will uh yeah and by that i'm talking about the game liftoff drone racing and it's pretty funny that you guys mentioned forza because i did a review for this for xbox tavern and my my baseline, my base sentence to describe the game is Forza, but with drones. So, <laughs> like, think sim- you're like simulation racing with drones. And if you didn't think that that existed before, well, you're in the same boat as me because I didn't either. And it is nuts. Um, so, you start off and you go through these tutorials, and like you're going through with assist mode and stuff. And that was tough. And then they're like, okay, now turn assist mode off. And like that gets tougher. And uh, <laughs> you have to, you don't have to, but you can, uh, you can choose whichever scheme you want. Uh, but I, so far I cannot complete the tutorials because I, there, there's, I'm on this full simulation module. I have to be near the end and I can't beat it. 
so I've moved on. I did the career, some of the career stuff. Uh, so far, it's not making me win games, luckily, because flying a drone is hard. Uh, but when you get into the actual simulation part, you can change out the blades and add weights and change the body and you can even turn the battery on and like some of the races will have pit stops where you need to recharge your battery or you might have to fix something. I don't know. I didn't get to that, but I did see it there. And so, yeah, uh, the game looks pretty. Uh, it's expensive. It's like 35 bucks. Yeah. And I was just looking at that. That seems kind of crazy. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's fun, but it's very, it's very hard to, uh, to wrap your head around it. I think, uh, that, that, that's coming from somebody who doesn't know the drone world. I've never really flown a drone. Um, uh, so to take that for what it's worth, maybe it will like click to those, to those kind of people, but, uh, it was difficult. And I even tried finding uh, an online match because there is multiplayer in this game, but there was nobody there. So it's, it's 22 track gamers. I'm sure there's probably not more than 50 worldwide people with it, you know, so it, that was to be expected. Definitely a, a boostable game, it seems like, or at least I'm going to be trying it with uh, with Quick. He messaged me, and he seems to get all these games <laughs> that are pretty niche, so I think we're going to try to boost the online bit. But, yeah, it, it's going to be tough. Um, you, this looks you're enjoying cool. this game? What's that? You're enjoying it? I mean, was Expert, oddly, Was Xbox oddly, Tavern yes. out of uh, other games? <laughs> No, this was the uh, the, this the, the cream of the crop of oh. the uh, from the pool I, I, I picked from. <laughs> you know, I like to keep uh, I like to keep my hands busy, so I don't I don't lay low for too Whoa. long. And uh, there's always like the easy games, the quick games, but who wants those when you can play more expensive games and and try out games you would never buy for yourself, right? Right, right. You would never lay out thirty five dollars for this game, but I would never. Give thirty five dollars for $3. a drone simulator. Right. Three the game three. looks cool, but yeah, it's it's very beautiful. I, I like the, the actually the the levels and the scenery, and even the drones. It was it's like it's just as fun as you might imagine it. But when it comes to actually maneuvering, especially racing, it's pretty tough. I'm actually sending this to a friend right now because he has. Thank you. You're mean. He has a couple of drones he's got one massive like hollywood um quality drone that he uses for videos he does that on the side so this is something that i'm sure he would like yeah one of the achievements is for playing with each of the drones it actually says collecting but if you just go to like free play mode you can pick from all of them and just go down the list and do and and get that achievement which is what i did there's at least 15 to 20 different like makes and models, which I can only assume are real makes and models of drones. Probably. Um, now I did recognize a drone game before and looking at it, a drone game came out in September called the drone racing league simulator. Oh. Not the same publisher, not the same developer, anything like that. So two drone games, re- you know, in the past two months have come out. Um, th- that, that one's only $10. So maybe if you want to dip your toes, try that one. Nobody's completed that one yet either, so I'm guessing it's just as brutally hard. Uh, so take your pick, but if you are a drone enthusiast, uh, you got some games coming your way. Sounds like we need a new genre on TA, Jern. Uh The genres right now are like arcade racing and aerial. 
But That's I'll be damned different. if we get a drone genre before a lawnmower genre. <laughs> we need both. Because I am <laughs> all over mowing and throwing and what's that other? Grass cutters. I really liked grass cutters. Grass cutters wasn't bad. We just need one more and I think we can match uh, the bull riding genre. I feel like there was another grass cutting game that I can't remember at this point. Uh, I don't think so. Bull Sports has three though. So I'm I'm by that definition, I'm going by a minimum of three needed. So I'm going to shoot for lawnmower. Gen- uh, maybe I'll make my own lawn mowing game just to make that genre. And then I'll have a hundred percent in that leaderboard. All right. L I see here that I need to talk to Corey. Okay. Oh. Hello. Okay, fine. I'll just step aside. Go ahead. You two talk. Now, <laughs> as noted last week by Corey, the uh, game tracks left game pass. Mm-hmm. So we both needed to finish up the game. I actually needed to finish the base game as well as the DLC. I got to tell you, <laughs> this did not take me zero to one hours. <laughs> who would have guessed it didn't take me one to two hours <laughs> how that, that stupid mode with the passengers is not difficult it's not once i got the hang of it it wasn't and i think if i remember correctly once you figure out that you can reset that ding train it's a lot easier and you can put it wherever you want yeah and i knew that <laughs> yeah. if you watch <laughs> the video worse. you see them never tracks and stuff that probably would have been quicker than i kept putting down the car and then it would kept falling off the table or it'd fall off the couch. It would just, ah, and the passengers would get in and then, I don't know, something wouldn't spawn. Oh, my gosh. It just took way too long. But I eventually figured it out. I was at a party with MDP and he was laughing at me. I'm like, all right, it's time for the DLC. And he said, oh, I just did that recently. Uh, you got to look at the solutions. Uh, our good friend Alex, R. Davies, wrote some of the solutions. And they're like essays. <laughs> no, they're not essays. Yeah, shockingly, yes. He's like, go to the <laughs> sixth column or the twenty-second item. <laughs> hey, that, that that's like helpful. It is helpful, if, if, but yeah. If you're not going to watch a video, which we've had Wait. that discussion, I, oh, I yeah. prefer text guides. Wait, you use a text guide for this? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I did both. Yeah. I did oh, really? both. I much prefer a text guide, so I can. Tr- uh, it gives me the illusion that I'm doing it on my own. There was one, so I was like, I wanted to uh, pay pay homage to to Alex's guides because they are well written. He uses the face buttons in there and everything, so the, I, I like them. There Alex's was one, guides. <laughs> I, there was one that you have to recreate the moon landing. It has nothing to do with the game as far as laying down track. You just have to put decorations in a certain order, uh, and I couldn't quite figure it out. I think it. So I watched the video on it. I think it turned out to be pretty stupid on my part. But his guide is spot on for that once I uh, figured that out. Yeah, that took me a few tries. Yeah, I think I, I think was missing to get two astronauts. I was just doing uh, one. Yeah, the camera, you have to flip the right way. Yeah. I mean, the worst part was coming back to that DLC. I mean, it had been uh, months since I touched the game. I was like, I know that there's a way to switch this thing and go back to the thing. And it was horrible. It took me like 10 minutes to remember or to to relearn how to uh, move the train. <laughs> the DLC itself took me 25 minutes. Um, the longest being the the 10 seconds of airtime on the moon. Because I, I went through it like three times. Like, that's not high enough. That's not high enough. I had to keep doing that over and over. I feel like I'm the only person that actually didn't hate this game. 
Well, you are the youngest, so you're probably the uh, the least <laughs> removed from these actual toys. Sans, <laughs> Sans playing with them with a kid. Yeah, hate is a strong word. Um, it's just very dislike. slow. <laughs> uh, things we do for achievements. Yeah, just looking at my friends list, it's it's split probably uh, two-thirds of the people did the DLC, and then uh, the other third just got the completion. Uh, some people less than. I'm um, looking at you, uh, Dinoble, and uh, they just didn't get the DLC, which was only a few bucks, and a uh, pretty good TAD, which is why I did it, as well as leaving Game Pass, but... Uh, actually, Fufu, you didn't do the DLC, you dummy. I did not do the DLC. Why? Honestly, silly, I just didn't. Silly I kind of never thought. I just didn't think about it. It wasn't like on the ready to install or not ready to install. It wasn't installed on my Xbox. So it's like out of sight, out of mind as you're going, as I'm going through all the games. Tis, tis. So yeah, never did a DLC. Uh, now that said, if they do bring back more DLC, I will not be buying the game <laughs> just to play it. How much is the game? Let's see. 20 bucks. Wow. What? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Game is twenty dollars. Yeah, that. What? That's sor- I'm sorry. It looks good. Not worth twenty bucks. Or you can get the toy box bundle for twenty one forty nine. All right, sold. Yeah, I honestly was not expecting that to be twenty dollars. I was thinking that was like a twelve dollar game. Yeah, we were a little afraid with it at first because the developers seemed like they were going to be doing more DLC. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that that's going to happen with achievements. So. Yeah, I'll just have to leave that one as uh, incompleto if that happens. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Tracks was actually. You have the page up. What's the TAD on there right now? Uh, TAD. Or the TA. With, with uh, sure, DLC. With the DLC is 2102 right now. And 1500 gamers. Yeah, I see. It's not that bad for an no. easy game. Yeah, I definitely did that. It was perfect for GTAS this week. Yeah, yeah, the DLC alone, if even if that's all you're going back to just to get it off, was 400 TAD. So, yeah, DLCs and, t- and title updates are are worth more than they used to be. Um, yeah, speaking of um, G Task and bad games that I wish I never did. <laughs> so, wow, <laughs> I noticed, or Michelle noticed that that I was uh, dipping kind of low on the solo side. So. Noticed some of my other friends were, were doing this, so I had to succumb to peer pressure. But I booted up Castle of No Escape, and wow, that that is actually an easy completion. <laughs> um, Isn't that, that game, one of the new games where it's like you do nothing and get a thousand? You do nothing, get a thousand, and then you do even less nothing and get a title update worth. At the time, it was like eight hundred TAD, and now it's like five something that I'm looking at it. All you total. To TAD is 555. Yeah. But it, it saved me from, from being eliminated. Uh, yeah, you just um, <laughs> you walk around and fight some guys and the game looks like it was made 30 years ago. Because it probably was. That it does. <laughs> and the title updates are just for visiting the different floors. This and game I is kept, three bucks. Wow. I did not know it was that cheap. And I kept um, trying to go up the staircases, not realizing that if you went down the staircase, you could just go right to the uh, <laughs> the, f- the fifth or sixth floor. Yeah. If I'd known that, it would have been even quicker. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me talk about one game that was actually somewhat decent, uh, Goosebumps. We talked about it last week. 
that I'd started it up and it was very confusing. And I concur with myself that it's very confusing. Ah. Oh. It's um it's very much a fan service. I mean, uh, a love letter to Shadowgate. This game is just like Shadowgate. Right from the, the texts and the, just the type of game it is, the atmosphere, the deaths. It's very much like Shadowgate, but it's supposed to be for little kids. The only problem is I could not figure out anything of what I had to do. And they give you so many unnecessary items that it's just, it's just insane. So you couldn't figure out a game meant for little kids. Correct. So I went through this game, uh, Simul style with Michelle. And uh, I had played my first playthrough with my son. And there's a point in the guide that says, save here so you can reload from the save. And you have to do like two or three different playthroughs. But the collectibles and such save between plays and between playthroughs. So it's very weird. Nothing tracks. It just kind of keeps track of all your collectibles and and decisions that you make. So there's one achievement where you have to beat it, I believe, in less than 175 moves. And sure enough, uh, Michelle popped it, and I didn't. So I reloaded the save and tried again, and it still didn't pop. So I had to start all over. And I found a speed run on YouTube that was seven minutes. But it was the PC version, and you could just mash on things. Point-and-click games were meant to be played on the PC. That's why it's called PNC. Did you know that, Kenny? I did. So I got that done. Uh, once again, if you didn't know, we're doing point-and-click games for Chewie's uh, completely craptastic challenge. There it is. <laughs> it's about right. <laughs> uh, I believe What the Fug and MDP are destroying everyone. So at this point, I'm just picking a few to focus on. You mean your RTDL list is picking a My few RTDL. for you to focus on? Yes. Yeah, I, the month got away from me. I don't think I'm going to be able to complete too many. I'm focusing on the Journey Down games because they're short. And there's one other that caught my eye that I think Nate's going to talk about, possibly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll talk about a game. Yeah, talk about it, Nate. Okie dokie. So uh, I have not been playing a whole lot this month. Um, and then I realized, you know what? I haven't really competed in a Chewy's Casserole Challenge in quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> so I said what I really need to do is put up at least one game. Uh, and I was super excited uh, for the point and clicks that entered Game Pass about a week or two back. Those being um, Full Throttle, uh, Day of the Tentacle, and Grim Fandango. And I wanted to play one of them. And I said, you know what? I played a little bit of... Day of the Tentacle, I think. I beat uh, Full Throttle Remastered. I'm going to save that for the last because I really enjoyed that. I know nothing about Grim Fandango. I'm going to go for that one. So I pulled it up and I started playing. And of course, there's one achievement for, uh, you know, Tim made us do it, which is to play the game uh, with tank controls. Now, if you don't know what tank controls are because you are younging. Yeah, I don't know what tank controls are. Okay. I do. So imagine if you will. a time in history where as you're playing games, the way you move around the, the level is left or right rotates you left you know, clockwise or counterclockwise. Then to move forward, you push forward. It doesn't matter which way you're facing forward on the D pad or on the control stick moves you in the direction that you're facing. So imagine you're trying to run down a hallway and you're pushing forward and you're just kind of like 
using left or right to kind of move you around. If you have to make a sharp nine sharp 90 degree turn, you stop, you hold right, you wait for your guy to shimmy you know, over 90 degrees to the right, and then you push forward again. Uh, it's very awesome. Um, it's not great. <laughs> it's not great for, for playing these games. Uh, I believe that the the remastered version allows you just to walk naturally around the level. And that sounds so good. Um, now, I'm trying not to play this game too many times. I've never played it before, so I don't know the solutions. Uh, what I would recommend doing, but I also don't want to ruin the game for myself. I want to have fun and play this thing. So I'm trying not to use a guide. The nice thing about this is that the game is broken up into four days or four years. Sorry. Uh, and so I think what I'm going to do, my strategy is to, number one, this is, you know, this is a, uh, a double, a double fine game. So I love the humor. And like I said, you know, it's from, it's from back in the day, double fine. So it's hilarious. And, uh, basically I want to play it. I want to experience it. I don't want to ruin it with a guide. So, uh, what I'm going to do is save at the very beginning of every year play through it mostly naturally without, you know, if I get stuck, you know, I'm not going to beat my head on the wall too much. I'll look maybe at the achievement name or the description of it to be like, Oh, that's what I need to do. So I've already started doing that. I'm pretty much at the end of the first year. I think about 15 minutes from the end and I've already missed one thing. So I'm going to have to play the first year again. Uh, to get an achievement that I missed because it was a conversation. Some of the conversation achievements are just just exhaust all options. And then there's one or two that are, you need to use the correct options or else you'll miss this achievement. You know, it's, which is kind of frustrating that, uh, you know, you could basically dialogue trees. I hate dialogue trees where you lock yourself out of a, an achievement or lock yourself out of something. I just want to I don't want to have to deal with that, but <clears throat> that's what happens. I locked myself out of an achievement because I, you know, one of those options is no longer there. The person's gone. I can't talk to him again. So I have to do that over again. So the way I'm going to combat that moving forward is save at the beginning of every year. At least that way, I don't have to do a full playthrough. If I miss something in the full, fourth year, I can just start, you know, my fourth year save again. So, but yeah, it's fun. Really liking it. Uh, I'm going to get that tank controls one out of the way right from the start. And then, I don't know. Should I play the game to see what it would have been like if I didn't use the tank? I was actually just going to at least the first year. Not. No, you probably should. Yeah, I don't think I should. I don't think I want to know that. Don't I'm ruin your experience. Like. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fufu's right. If since I have to do the first year over again, maybe. <laughs> exactly. You're, you I could have probably get it in twenty years again, so you might as well experience it in all of its remastered glory. Yeah. Now, one of the things that's a little bit frustrating about it is that there's no way to. Um, you know, most of these games have a way for you to see what everything that's interactable in the screen is. Like, the, you know, if you're on a PC, you could just mouse over things and you would see, oh, that's a hot spot. That's a hot spot. But the controller, there's no way to tell. So you're just kind of walking around. So the, the clues for this game are what is the main character looking at? As you're walking through a room, he'll like he'll kind of like his eyes will latch on to something uh, that's interactable. And like as he walks by it, he'll kind of keep his head on it kind of track it and then you can be like oh well i can go press on that and the other nice thing is as you go to uh hit a to interact with something he'll kind of move over to it and do whatever he has to do um but yeah no it's a, it's a fun game i'm really enjoying it I'm, I'm looking forward to getting through and uh this one and getting at least one point on the board uh because i really want to win that casserole so <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good one 
Yeah, maybe that's just a sign of the times. Uh, right before recording, I uh, tried out another favorite of Corey's, uh, Trooper Brook. Mm. That game, you hold down, I believe, the left bumper, and you could see all the hot spots. So that's a welcome thing in newer point and clicks, so you don't miss anything. Yeah, that's sometimes, a Corey point and click. I think so, that was probably one of my uh, highlights of the game. Sometimes the environment, you miss something or another, and you'll just be stuck. All right. Well, I guess I'll go now. Everybody keeps talking about all these new games uh, that they've been playing, and I've played this, you know, a new game as well. Um, I don't know if any of you guys ever heard of this, but it's a little game called Gears of War. Uh, not Gems what? of War, it's not Gears of War. Is this a puzzle game? Uh, sort of, kind of. But yeah, so I I can't remember if I've said this on the podcast or if I said this just in normal party chats, but this has always been one of those games, well, the entire series, has always been one of those things where it's like I've never played them. Ne- not for any real reason. I've just never just never played them. I always just, you know, played Halo or Call of Duty, just never gotten to Gears of War. And it's also one of those games where I've tried it multiple times to play. And every single time I go to play it, I do the same thing. I start the game up from from scratch because I don't remember where I was. And I play a little bit, to basically to the point when you get to the first Berserker. And I go, all right, I'm kind of done for now. I'll continue later. This seems like a good stopping point because, hey, look, it looks like there's about to be a boss fight. And then I never come back to it. Well, Saturday, I Brooke was out. The boys were at a friend's house or whatever. So it's like, all right, I got a couple hours to myself. I'm going to play Gears of War this time, and I'm going to play it until it's complete. And I did so. I completed Gears of War for the first time. Uh, what is that? 14 years later, finally got around to this game. So you're, I'm looking at your profile. You played the 360 version, right? Yeah. I just played the 360 version. One, it's kind of blowing my mind. Like, well, it's kind of not really like you only have nine achievements, uh, two of which you did not get a couple days ago. Uh, so that basically means you just ran through the game as quick as you could. No, no collectibles, which is fine. I'm more curious as to why you played the 360 version and not the remastered version or whatever. So the idea was I wanted to play it uh, how it was when it came out. Um, a couple of days ago, I know, L, you brought it up to our Thursday night crew that the, that you were talking about maybe playing Gears or something like that. So I'm like, well... Right, the remastered Gears Ultimate. Exactly. So it's like, if we want to play that, you know, I'll experience it then. I'd rather just play the 360 version, see what it was that I've been missing all these years. Okay, I see. So and I also, have questions. And also, also because, you know, I did start it. So I'm like, ah, let me at least try to, you know, continue on this version um as far as the achievements go yeah i didn't really get much because a lot of the achievements are in multiplayer mm-hmm. basic basically all of the campaign achievements is beating every level on casual beating every level on hardcore beating every level on insane and then every other achie- and then there's like a f- there's a few of them that's 
not actually multiplayer or anything like that. And it's like performing perfect active reloads, which I've gotten both of those. Um, and then like another three achievements is collecting a third of the cog tags, two thirds of the cog tags and finding them all, which I think I got nine cog tags. So I missed one to get an achievement. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going through it with a guide. Wow. Kenny, I got lots of questions. For you. I figured you would. <laughs> well, actually before you ask anything, Nate and Corey, have you guys played this? Gears of War? Yeah. Yeah. Gears of War. Gears of... Yes, yes. Okay. Exactly. I was just wondering. I didn't know if this was something you just completely glossed over. Yeah. I did not do much in multiplayer, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think I did much of the um, the 360 one, but I, like, I picked up the Ultimate Edition when it was remastered, and I, I did... I'm kind of looking at my achievements now. I apparently did not finish it, but uh, I did play Gears of War 4. Okay. Without playing the other three. Stop it. It's kind of really, man. Go ahead. I don't even have the achievement for finish playing a versus ranked match. (laughs) Like, I just, because this was, at the time I did this, this was like, you know, I'm going to play by myself. I, you know, why would I go online and play against people? And I didn't have a crew to run through and do any of the, uh, you know, insane or whatever. Uh, Although that would be kind of fun to do now, but. I just okay. do not like yeah. the the gameplay. Like, like the like, the, like third person's fine, but you just feel like so clunky. Yes. You can't really run, and that just I don't like it. So that actually brings up one of my thoughts from this game. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Um, <laughs> I'm just mad to Corey. No, it's not that. I actually really enjoy the gameplay. Like, let me just throw that off the bat. I really like the game, and I'm really mad at myself. I never played it sooner. I I loved. It. I thought it was great. Um. But it's funny because, you know, I played on casual. I just wanted to complete the game. I just wanted to get the experience. This was one of those games that's in the backlog, and I just wanted to get it done just so I can experience it. That's why I played on casual. And, you know, when you play on easy mode in Halo, you feel like this super soldier badass that just runs down Covenant and nothing can stop you. That's not like this in Gears of War. Like, Marcus Phoenix is a badass. But he is not this unstoppable super soldier like the Master Chief is. I died a lot. <laughs> oh, casual. Like, there is a yeah. lot of times where it's really? just like, I'll be good to go. And I just run, I run out. I'm like, I just want to cut someone with the Lancer. And then there's like two guys uh, that I didn't see that shoot me and I die. Well, even on casual, you still have to use the cover. You do. Yeah. Like, you can't just, you can't run out there. Which I just have to use the cover. I didn't realize that. Like I said, I was just expecting, you know, oh, it's the easiest difficulty. I just blow through this game. It's no big deal. I'm decent at shooters. I could do this. Nah, you still got to utilize that cover system. This, yeah, this was the cover shooter. I mean, this, if I remember correctly, this is like what started cover shooters. I uh, believe so. I would imagine. I can't imagine anything else really. So so that's why cover is important. (laughs) Like you need to take cover. Yeah, I mean, this game came out in 2006, so... Yeah. Go ahead, Al. What's your first question? I'm just dumbfounded by this whole thing. (laughs) So, I was actually going to make a point that playing this game on casual is completely different from playing this game on insane. I don't know know how anyone would be able to beat this on insane. For the most part... One person I know, a casual. I know no, about no, the. No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't do that in this game. I know about the workaround. I know that one person. I don't think you, you play can do on that in the first game here. Oh, we shall find out. So, <laughs> yes, um, I'm just laughing because I 
got the achievement for completing the tutorial in November of 2006, and then you did it in October of 2018. Yeah, <laughs> which that doesn't seem right because I've played this before. I must have been like on another, on like a friend's profile or something like that. Because I this remember was, I have played it with friends. This was one of the first 360 games I ever played. Right, and it just I made know me fall you and the console. Like, Michelle are big gears people. Um, yeah. Well, I was going to say you can just usually just hold down the B button and and chainsaw everyone to death. Like I'm surprised that you had so much trouble. I shouldn't. It, don't get it out to be like, oh, I just barely beat this game. Like, now remind me when you go down, does the computer revive you? No. Really? I don't. In the ultimate edition, they definitely did. Well, that's that's nice. And really? this, no, if you went down, you had to reset, restart from oh. the checkpoint every time. Every time. Maybe that was the problem. All right. Yeah, like usually, usually you get revived. Right, you know, because I mean, going down insane. and restarting a checkpoint is that like must have been a difficulty modifier. Uh, I'm saying you don't. Yeah, no, in this, on the 360 version, if you go down in the campaign, you restart from a checkpoint. Okay. Screw you, Dom. Hope nothing bad ever happens to you, jerk. So. <laughs> well, I was also about to say, I have oh. been completely unspoiled by this game. Good, you're still unspoiled. <laughs> I know, I know nothing about the game. I don't know how, but I've avoided all spoilers for it. Uh, all I have to say is that Cole is amazing in that game, right? Yeah, woo! Bring it on, <laughs> sucker. That's my kind of shit. Cole is amazing. Oh my god, Cole is one of my favorite characters yeah, in any Cole video game. Cole is hilarious. Game. Who's Cole? Cole Train. Um, woo woo! Do you know about Terry Tate? I know about the football player during those commercials that tackles everyone. Yeah, the, the office the linebacker, office quarterback. Yeah, office linebacker. There you go. Yeah, that's no. his voice. Pretty sure. Oh, you gotta go watch. I know Terry Crews. You'll have to look that up. Pretty sure Look that's up voice. the Coltrane. I was mostly trying to get a rise out of L. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're doing the role of Kenny where you dismiss something I like. Basically, yeah. you guys are it, the same. Trust me, it makes no sense why I'm an Xbox gamer because Halo doesn't do it for me, and Gears of War doesn't do it for me, nor does you Forza need, really. <laughs> you guys should have. <laughs> you guys maybe should have played it co-op. Like I, this game is, is great in co-op. I enjoyed I Gears of War that. 4. No, 4 is not good. 4 doesn't have a good story or good characters. It was one okay. Is the best one. Yeah, I am totally going to play the series in order. I'll play 1, 2, 3, <coughs> Judgment, uh, 4, and then 5. Well, Are Prue's, you do you Prue's have a group? Said, yeah, Prue said he'll do the campaign with you on Ultimate. Yeah, I'm up for doing it on Ultimate. I do want to play it by myself just because mm-hmm. that's just the way I play games. So, one little tip for the cog tags if you don't want to use a guide. Whenever there's one nearby, you see um, that red logo. Yeah, I did notice that that? as I was going through. I'm like, uh, so I was kind of trying to look out for the logo. What do you call that? And I got it when I saw it. Okay. Is the online still active in that version? I bet you it is. People trying to get seriously, yo. I didn't even load it up. So here's the thing. Like like I said, I kind of wanted to just play it that way it gets off the backlog and I experience it blah 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 so while I was trying to get as many achievements as I can I also wasn't like alright gotta get all the cog tags as I go through the campaign you know what I mean mm-hmm. and also because yeah, I, just... I just assume this is gonna need to be a game that I'm never going to complete because I mean 
I mean, I I could be completely wrong. I didn't look it up. There might be a whole bunch of people that still need seriously and would be willing to boost this. But I I just kind of assumed that anyone that wanted to complete this has already done it. So I don't know. It's worth 250 TAD. I don't know where I can get that (laughs) in 20 hours or more. Yeah, there's there's some (laughs) multiplayer achievements that you can get that are not seriously. Right. There's plenty of other stuff you can get. Like, I wouldn't mind doing it, but at the same time... Yeah, don't do it. I have like <laughs> what is it? Uh, two, three. I have five more gears games. I need well six, including tactics that I want to play. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna say one cool little feature. Uh, I once helped a friend who need who was missing one cocktail and he couldn't find it, so I went through the whole game with him. If you're the second player and you've already collected all the cocktails, you can still see uh, the one that the other person's missing. Oh, that's nice. Which is really cool. Yeah. So if you're playing on yeah, insane, though, totally you have why. to. You have to be using the cover and long range weapons. Yeah, but that, there's there's or three with other people. There's like three <laughs> or four different spots where you can't revive each other. Those are the hard parts. Every other part, you, at least if one person goes down, you can revive them. But there's three or four parts where you get separated from the other person. You probably rem- you must know what I'm talking about since you just played it. Yeah, I, I one I, person goes you, where you can choose to go left or right. Those those type of places. Yeah, that was an interesting design choice in the game. I will say one of the coolest things about the game that I absolutely love is the act of reload. Yeah. You I think you do it. That's a really cool feature that I haven't seen in any other game, which is kind of surprising. All right, so real quick, how did the graphics hold up? Not um, good. They're, <laughs> they're good. They're not yeah. bad. I was going to say, so, they're not bad. I mean, it's a 14-year-old game, so I'm not going to say, oh, my God, it's amazing. If you play but Rainbow like, Six Vegas or Graw, those look terrible. I think yes. yours still looks good. I haven't played Graw in a very it's long time, so, so now I'm curious. But, yeah, I mean, the graphics aren't terrible. They're, they're not. Oh, they're good. They're, this game was definitely ahead of its time. Uh, and I will say, I just kind of did some quick maths, and, uh, you know, this is not a math podcast, but we... There's like 30-ish people who have gotten seriously 1.0 or whatever. Seriously, I guess is what it's called, uh, in like the past three months. So apparently it's still gettable. People are still getting it. Yeah, it's, I know it's still active. Like you can get it. I just don't know how active the multiplayer is. No, I'm sure it's all boosted. I was, I was I mean, a, a, a lot of these. Say, I can't uh, imagine it's not just boosted. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of these are, you know, at least two people on the same day. Uh, so, you know. Sure, that's not a surprise. Well, at this point, you may as well just move on to uh, Ultimate Edition. Nah, I'll play the Gears 2 from the 360. All right, you could do that too while boosting Gears 1 Ultimate Edition with us. I want to play. I think I I want to get a group together. Like I said, I want to be able to play the 360 version, see what it looked like then, and then go to uh, Ultimate Edition, see the remastered. Right. Just to kind of just be able to tell the difference. You should play with your one of your nephews, your actual nephew. (laughs) <laughs> I thought yeah, about it because uh, Gears 3 is four players it's so much fun co-op yeah that I can see I would definitely be more inclined to do with four player co-op alright I'm excited two. to play Gears <laughs> well I, I guess we're not Gears playing Zoo Tycoon play. anymore bye <laughs> if all goes according to plan I'll be tr- I'll be playing to Saturday so more likely than not I won't be playing to Saturday yeah you need to boot up Zoo Tycoon now so we'll, we'll be ready for uh, Thursday Ain't that the truth? I need a Series X. All right, let's continue on with the podcast. Oh, We've speaking been of Series on. X, the Halo uh, 
the Halo optimization came out today. Let me guess. It's just a teeny tiny download of like, you know, a couple hundred megabytes or so. I was going to say, now I have to move it from my external to my internal. It's another hundred plus gigs. Ugh. Ugh. Well, I'll just go get an expansion drive. It's only 200 bucks. Who cares? All right. Done. I'll, I'll buy that, but not the $8 uh, game. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that is the most L thing I could, I could think of. <laughs> Don't support it's the developer. Very bright. Uh, yeah, we're definitely continuing after that one. All right, so let's continue on. Um, real quick, if you have not seen it yet, Vulgar Latin has been streaming every Friday night, and he has been wanting to do like a community play thing. He's been doing Friday the thirteenth, um, poker, poker. Uh, there's another game before that, Jackbox. Uh, Jackbox. Thank you. That's the one I was thinking of. And there was more. And this Friday, so if you're listening on release day, what you should be doing, uh, he's going to be booting up Halo to Master Chief Collection for some community play. Don't He doesn't ac- actually know what he's going to be doing yet, so it might just be multiplayer, or we might be able to get some custom games going depending upon who joins. So I would love to be able to get like 16 people together to play Griffball. That would be amazing. It would be chaos. Or to do some of the old Halo 3 custom games. Real quick without getting into it, what is Griff Ball? Uh, do you know what the gravity hammer is? Yes. Doubt. Okay. Uh, yeah. Basically, you have to take the bomb. Have you ever played the, the, the assault game mode? Pass. Okay, that's what I thought. There's a single bomb in, in the game. And there's two points. You have to attack and defend. You have to get the ball, get the bomb, and take it to the to the enemy uh, bomb point, and it explodes. Griff ball, the flag. It, essentially, and griff ball. You play with the sword, the energy sword, and the gravity hammer. There's low gravity. You can you move extra fast, and it's just chaos. It's not like an actual map where you know there's buildings and hills and this and that you play on a flat arena type like area and it's just that it's just that it's a lot of fun just look up a video on youtube they get a better idea okay i'm not gonna do that i know you're not gonna do that (laughs) (laughs) all right so now the other question do you know why griff and halo go together no Ooh, ooh, ooh. go ahead l I want you to tell me. It's red versus blue. Yay. So wait, they had an impact on the game? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> That's why it's called That's that. cool. No, it's not. And they had an impact on uh, Gears of War also. There's, they did? Um, yeah, I've told you this before. There's an achievement called... Uh, is it oh, a spider? It's, yeah, I remember. I was just about that to say That is hardly an impact. That is amazing. Man, you're being like Debbie Downer today. Doing the Corey role. People said to do I impressions. I'm being L. Why are we even here? Uh, you need to play Gears for fun. Gears is not fun to begin with, so... Mm. You're not fun to play with. Yeah, you go play with your drones, jerk. I will. Okay. Hi, Nate. Right. That's me walking away. Yeah, I don't like Halo. 
Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Quiet My for man. 20 minutes. Thank That's you, what man. he says. All right. Let's also continue on from that. Let's go play a platformer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds boring. Community questions. Corey, go ahead and read this off. All right. So this is a question from Alex RD. He asks, when you've come across someone new and you look up their profile on True Achievements, what's the first thing you look at slash what sets your first impressions? Do you go straight for gamer score, ratio, something different? Personally, while I clock the headline stats, the main thing I look at is the latest page of games in their game collection. What are the last 30 things they came close to uh, spending their time playing uh, as an example? Unfortunately, his example is pretty much what I do. Uh, if I go and click on somebody, uh, I pretty much just, well, the first thing I do is I go to their friend feed and I turn it to just them. And then I just kind of look and I scroll in. Uh, to be honest, I look at the dates. I'm like, are they an everyday gamer? Or are they sporadic? Like I'm looking at Alex's profile now and like he went like four days without getting an achievement. What's wrong with you, man? Maybe it's some, maybe something's wrong with me. I don't know, but that's what I do. A little uh, bit. I kind of want to see what they've been playing and uh, and how much they spend time uh, playing video games. What about you? Any of you guys? Do you do that? You you probably don't. I'm a people. Um, I'm a people watcher in general. So the first thing I do is look at their friends list. Uh, so I could like if it's someone I had never heard of. Is that what we're talking about? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like, why is this person sending me a friend request? Who do they know? And usually there's some mutual friends. And then that's usually it. <laughs> Remember back in the day <laughs> on TA when people used to look, used to update their trophy case? No. Really? Mm-hmm. Nope. Do you know what a trophy case is? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, I used to be in, into that stuff. See, I don't use TA as like social media, so this question's a little lost on me. The only times I'm on TA is either show purposes or looking up a guide. All right, so let me let me back the question up because and change it just for you, Fufu. Why are you? Why did you ever come to TA? What what's it, what is its purpose for you? Guides. Okay, me too. Yeah, so I originally joined TA because of the Zed to Zed podcast. Everybody on that in the podcast and in that community was just like TA, TA, TA. So I'm like, so okay, you found a podcast free. about achievements before the main achievement hunting site, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yep. That that makes sense. I I didn't find Zed on uh, on TA in particular. I was already on TA. I was just looking for achievement podcast. But okay, that checks out. I just typed in Xbox in my podcast feed and they popped up. So, and I saw achievement hunting. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Also, based off of what I, I said, my answer was when I go to somebody's friend feed and I look for their achievements, um, I hate your profile because you have uh, modified it to just show milestones to people. <laughs> and oh. I know why you've done it, <laughs> but it's like I can never get a good sense on what you're doing quickly. I always have to go to your games. Like, that's where I saw you did Gears of War and click into that. I'm like, geez. I'll tell you what, after the show, remind me and I'll switch it just for you. That's okay. I don't care that much. <laughs> okay, then. Um, but yeah, I, I got on the TA because of the Zed to Zed community and 
I just I've never used it as a t- as a social media thing. I honestly don't much care what achievements other people have been unlocking. So all of those fancy tools are lost on me. If I do, I will say, however, I've done this sort of, but on like the actual Xbox. So I don't know if you guys ever used to do this or still do this, but like when you play a multiplayer game with someone, you click on the profile just to see how much gamer score you have or they have. I used to do that with a lot of people. And it's just like, oh, I wonder how much you have. And it's like, oh, and way back in the day, it's just like, oh my God, he has over 100,000 gamer score. How is that even possible? And here and now, 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 now 100,000 gamer score is a you. you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you have really made it, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Dot UD foof. But yeah, like, that's about as close to looking at someone else's profile that I've ever really gotten. Well, thanks for asking. Uh, so <laughs> the way I use TA or the way I, I found TA was, yeah, for solutions, uh, for getting achievements and all that fun stuff. Uh, and I don't really stalk people much. But uh, if I do go to look at people, somebody new or whatever, somebody friends me and they're like, hey, what's up? Um, if I do happen to go look at someone, yeah, I'll be looking at the games they've played recently. Uh, and then another thing I just noticed, it's not something I look for, but something I notice is, are they a completionist? You know, are they the type of person that is just like scattershot and they're just playing whatever? Um, or are they more of a focused uh, gamer? And then like, okay, well, what are they focusing on? Are they just playing whatever garbage comes their way or are they only playing like good games? Uh, so that's the sort of stuff that I end up noticing. All right. Well, thank you for the question. Oh. Alex definitely um, got to look at their gamer pick, right? And their avatar. Oh yeah, I immediately oh, yeah, yeah. judge somebody I, if they still have a three hundred and sixty uh, gamer pick. <laughs> uh, what's the my smiley, gamer pick? The smiley face. With the <laughs> no, you've changed. Bear. You have like a donkey with an apple. No, it's not a donkey. It's a saber tooth moose lion cub. It looks like a donkey. I know for the longest time, Wakapel had his little uh, dude holding up the world. I think that like messed up or something. He had to change it, but uh, yeah, there's a couple of people that still have those old old uh, gamer picks. I'm trying to find one now. I can't. Everybody's being a good boy and girl. Okay. Well, oh, probably Michelle. Yeah, I was gonna say Michelle's the. Yeah, oh, she still her, got hers, hers. Hers looks bigger. I don't know. Her Beatles rock band old. gamer pick. I kind of miss getting gamer picks from games. Yeah. I miss Avatar Awards, but that's Absolutely. another discussion. That's yeah, I totally miss those awards. That's something that I really wish they would bring back. Games that can actually utilize that kind of stuff. It's neat to have, but it just is completely lost on the Xbox One. You don't see them at all. Maybe if we had Doritos Crash Course 3. But I would love that. Anyways. Hit the Twitters. Well... With that, let's go to wheeling and dealing. Uh, Nate, you're the only one that has anything <laughs> listed on this sheet. And I was going to put that same game on the sheet until I noticed that you had it. So go ahead and talk about this gem of a game. Yeah, so we should probably mention that the sales aren't stunning uh, this week. And that's probably because we're looking at uh, you know Black Friday sales and 
fun end of the year sales coming up a little. At least sure. Let's hope. Uh, so the only thing I feel like mentioning uh, that we haven't already mentioned previously, and we have mentioned this one before, but Vostok Inc. Uh, this is uh, $6 down from 15 It is the very common mix-up of shmup <laughs> uh, and management. Uh, very common genre combination. Hundreds uh, of games. Yes. Uh, the, the shmup portion is actually really fun. And, and the management so is The management isn't that management e. Uh, it's also kind of a clicker uh, game as well, a little bit, uh, where if you <laughs> just sort of sit there and watch like your money accrues, and then you can go spend it really quickly. So, uh, yeah, it's a fun game. Uh, it's got you know some fun humor to it. Uh, it takes about fifteen to twenty hours, according to TA. Uh, I have not completed it, but um, it is definitely fun. Definitely recommend it. Uh, at least check it out. Quality stuff. It is a lot of fun. I know Nate and I have talked about this game quite a bit, but yes, like he said, go buy it. You'll ha- you'll enjoy it. If you like shoot 'em ups, you'll enjoy this game. Al? Yeah, it's definitely one of those fun games you can just kind of chip away at. You don't have to play it. I mean, it's not like an Assassin's Creed. You're not going to lose the thread. <laughs> it just uh, no, definitely not. It's it's fun to pick up. L, do you actually yeah. have anything? I see yours is blank. But <laughs> my, you often don't ever put anything down. Blank. Uh, the most obvious one that I see is the Eight Floor Strategic Collection, uh, where you have like the, the, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven games for five bucks. I believe those are supposed to be pretty easy games. The Gnomes Garden games. Yes. The Gnomes Garden games. Four Gnomes Gardens, Day uh, D through Time, Royal Roads, and Lost Artifact Soulstone. They're all basically the Gnomes Gardens games. Yeah, they're pretty much palette swaps, from what I understand. If I'm not mistaken, I believe these were all mobile games. That would make sense. Are they easy to figure out if you're a dumb-dumb with strategy games like me? 100%. I'm pretty sure you can set it on easy or something like that. There's, well, I've played a bunch of the Gnomes ones. There's no easy mode if they're or if there is, I've completely forgot about that part. It's it's super simple. The, the only biggest one problem played... with them is the fact that they are each level is like uh, timed, and you need to get three stars in all of the levels. So that's you know kind of difficult. But there is easy gamer score to be had in each of these. So, yeah, so I've only played one, and I haven't even finished it. It's called Day D Through Time. Same thing without gnomes. It's it's more science-y, I guess. And, uh, and yeah, Fufu's right. You basically, you'll have all the achievements if you complete all levels with three stars. Um, and you can turn the difficulty uh, to, like, very easy or something to basically guarantee three stars no matter how long it takes. Uh, the problem there with uh, what there within lies that the game is like five to six hours, it says, if you don't fall asleep and you get 238 TAD. We are past that point in uh, in the game life cycle where that is worth it to, to me, to me personally. Um, these fall just in line with uh, point and clicks when they uh, are really sleep simulators. So definitely a boring, boring time. Yeah, they're not the best games in the world, especially when they're all exactly the same thing. But if you want some easy gamer score, it's 
this is definitely a deal. I mean, yeah, for if you just want something to do and and if you could play this uh like if you do this remote yeah, the remote uh what's it called? Remote X-Cloud? play. Well, yeah, Xcloud but you know, remote play and yeah, you could yeah, play this on the go, then maybe that's a way to do it. You oh, know, these would be could great to knock out games. a couple levels or something if you uh you know, you ride the bus or something, but five bucks for all that's not a bad deal just a boring deal (laughs) yeah when you do get later on in the game though there is quite a bit that's going on and you do have to kind of pay attention because you have like goblins that come in and try to wreck everything so makes gives a little bit of a challenge um but yeah after that we got game pass news coming soon to the console and PC is Call of the Sea. And something else that was added was Star Renegade. Uh, that is being added. Or it's That's today's date. Time travel, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I said. Recording. That's why I said it's been added <laughs> to the console with Star Renegade. So I'll say it again just to be sure. And then we have a couple of games going away on December 1st. That is, how how'd you say this? Faria? Faria? I done forgot what you guys how you guys said that. Whatever. That's on the win ten. That's going away. Wonder Song, Demon's Tilt, and Mutant Year Zero are all leaving Game Pass. No, hold up. Also, um something hateful else. Pigeons Boyfriends Two or something. <laughs> hateful boyfriend. It's a PC game with no achievements. And it's going doesn't, away as well. Doesn't sound very politically correct to me. Uh so what? Uh, something that we do care about, contests. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Slow down. I need to know, uh, for a friend, how the Wonder Song exploit works. Uh, you go to www.truechievements.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you done it? Uh, yeah. How does it work, then? I don't remember. I'm going to have to go and look up a guide. You do a thing, and then you can choose... Uh, is it, uh, uh, look, it's, it's, it's in the walkthrough. There's a, there's a cheat code... And just as Kush said, you pick the chapters that align to the achievements, and then you just barrel roll through them and play that little chapter. Or scene. They call them scenes. Yeah, I think the walkthrough takes you directly (laughs) to the achievements, just so you can cheese it the whole way. Yes, you can definitely do this uh, in an hour, I think. Yes, I did it in like 40 minutes-ish. So that's how you do it. Cheat code, scene select. I'll have to tell my friend boom. to do that. Or you're going to get a whole 60 TAD. Woo! That TAD. It bugs me because I, I started playing this naturally. I'm like kind of invested in it, but I kind of don't really need to see it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I might just not quite so invested. Yeah, not as invested as I maybe Find was a YouTube previously. Quick play on Two times speed. So you're saying it's not wonderful? It wasn't what I thought it was. It felt felt a little too loosey-goosey to me with the story and and all that. Are you going to do it, Fufu? I see you have not played it. Uh, Probably not. Checks out. I've got uh, War to Wage on Gear, so... 40 minutes yeah, is precious yeah. time, man. I get it. And you never know when that game's going away. So Never know. You, you really got to move <laughs> on that. <laughs> but yeah, G-Task. 
What's up with how's that? How's all the losers doing, Corey? Blah, blah, blah. My favorite time of the week. Time to shout out the G-Task losers. This week, uh, this was period six, folks. Uh, period six, our losers include the Alpha Seagull and Dark Horde Davis. They both were eliminated from the team side, and they happen to be on the same team with what appears to be randos. Um, so I'm not going to shout them out, but they were on the team, the Lazy Peons. Uh, so RIP and peace to your team and Dark Lord Davis and the Alpha Seagull. Also from the individual side, we have P-Tart TX, uh, Dark Lord Davis again, Tony Coconuts, Kushmoose, sorry brother, mm-hmm. the Alpha Seagull again, Icefire TN, and Facial LaFleur. Uh, now they all are out of G-Task individual. And I have a G-Task spotlight this week. This person is gone for both individual and the team side. <laughs> uh, the team was Chief after Chief, and uh, they, they they had a hard time. And the person I uh, want to uh, shout out is Railbait. Uh, if you've been in the Discord, you've probably seen Railbait. Uh, love that guy. He finished the week out um, in, uh, at negative 22,000 TAD, but he started it at like negative 30,000 plus or something like that. Uh, he was the unfortunate victim of a, an Extillion title update on Bullet Beat, I think. Um, and, and actually, he may have been more than that. He may have been in the 40,000 uh, uh, negatives. And I, I want to say, no, it was not his team. Uh, th- there's several teams like this. Um, Icefire TN uh, it got hit by the Cold Silence thing, I think. Uh, and, and maybe, I don't think Bullet Beat, but a lot of people were trying to use Bullet Beat uh, to get themselves out of a, a period, and it worked for that period. But then uh, the rollover happened, and that thing, so if you know title updates, they take all the players who've played it and they, they do their calculation based off that. You don't have to buy anything. So it's not like DLC where you people have to start the DLC for it to count. Uh, and these Xtillion updates, as you've seen, uh, the devs in our Discord, or not the dev, well, the publisher is in the Discord uh, and, and one of the devs of the, the games. Uh, and this is not something they're stopping. And uh, we can see that even today, uh, there was a game that was just updated uh, mere hours ago. Uh, that is by Extillion. Trying to find it right here. Uh, the Explorer of Night. Uh, and in the past week, Castle of No Escape 2, I think, came out. Or maybe that one was a little bit ago. Um, which one just happened? Losing my Cold mind. Silence. Oh, there was one after Cold Silence. Um, Not Castle of No Escape? Oh. Uh, it, 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 there's two cast. I'm getting, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting, uh, getting them confused. Um, oh, uh, Pix- Pixel Gladiator? No, that that was made easy. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it looks like Castle of No Escape, um, Castle of No Escape 2, Bullet Beat. Uh, those are all worth 2,000 gamer scores, and now the Explorer of the Night. So I guess that's it. And, and this publisher has already said that he is updating all of his games, and they have read that they can go up to 5,000 gamer score uh, in increments of like every six months they can do a title update. And uh, wow. so expect, I believe he's already has these, the rest of those games um, in line for uh, the end, through the end of the year. So expect Aboriginous, Mushroom Quest, Reactor X, Pixel Gladiator, 
I expect all of those to hit 2,000 before the end of the year. Uh, and they are playing a, uh, a key role in GTS this year. Like I said, Bullet Beat hit up to 50-something thousand, and it did not roll over before cutoff. And I think on Tuesday, it went down to now it's at 2,500. And so people dropped like uh, like mad, and it it's showing. So you're playing with fire if you're touching those title updates quickly. Uh, and, and Railbait got hit very, very hard. Uh, he fought. And he fought, and he he found some console commands to some games. Uh, ripped to Pathologic Two, and he took some some heat for that. Uh, he shouldn't have hit, shouldn't have, in my opinion. But you know that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, those are our GTask losers this week. Yeah, our good friend Railbait came under some fire this week for uh, pointing out our favorite dirty word: console commands. That was for what? Pathologic 2? Pathologic 2. It was like uh, up, upwards of almost 9,000 uh, true achievement score, and today sits at 1,600. Oh, yeah. Ow. Yeah, this is a case where, whatever, if you want to do console commands, uh, I'm not allowed to yell at you anymore because you got, I'm not allowed to tell you how to play games. But in this case, the people that did it legit lost a lot of TAD that are ng tasks so they were affected and this is not something that was like patched in he just found it and shared it yeah so, so ice fire got screwed uh inferno did as well but <laughs> dems to berries it's a game pass game so everyone has uh, access to it yeah that, that's that's one reason like cold uh cold silence wasn't as much it was still like in the 3000s but uh when when it's free to everybody um it makes a difference Plus, I saw Maka. <laughs> he made a guide for it. So, <laughs> and in his guide, he was like, "I don't really condone this, but you might be doing this for a friendly competition." <laughs> it was he was basically, you know, hypocritizing himself uh, in the video. Anyways, he published a video. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "You click this, and you're done. You have a thousand gamer score." <laughs> it, it's really ridiculous um, for this completion really ridiculous you just have to load the menu the main menu of the game you don't have to start when it. did you do it Corey? uh i did it monday <laughs> right after uh, the new gts period happened yeah, you i did it for science on monday as well didn't, I, I, didn't you say I did it, it after, with the bonus i did it after waka um um yeah so i guess i can mention that the current bonus this week is 200 cumulative achievements across the team and uh, one of my favorite kind of bonuses is the spelling challenge bonus in solo Sachi. You have to spell with the first letter of achievements unlocked this week. This is true achievements. And by doing pathologic two, that's 49 achievements. So if everybody on your team does it, that's there's your team bonus. And if you're going for the solo bonus, that is 22. Uh, no, it's not. It's 13 out of the 22 letters. Um, and that only leaves you like four E's, two I's, an S, and an R that you got to really find. So it makes it very trivial this week. So I really like based off of uh, calculations in Rocker's brain, which is, uh, you know, always accurate. I do not see pathologic to dropping to more than 1400 TAD. I really don't think it's going to budge a whole lot from 1600 TAD, but I can handle 200 deficit. Uh, if I have to, and so the time is time was right. I'm not going to suffer, and it 
met an met an end to a need, which was the bonus. And also Waka did it, so I feel less bad doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting for other people to do it and You're you know, all I, suck. Could have used it or could have used other things to stay in and just didn't feel like doing it. Um so and, and the thing is, since I waited till after the the period cut over, I'm not hurting anybody. Those people already got hurt. <laughs> Sorry, Ice Fire. <laughs> you're He's definitely butthurt. You sound like you're just trying to convince yourself that you're not a bad person for using console commands. I'm not doing it. There's yeah, already I mean, a bad person. It helps. It helps. Yeah, Whatever makes big, you sleep better at night. To be fair, I was, never gonna play, I was never going to play Pathologic 2, so... There's that. I started, you still never have. Right. Exactly. Win, I, win, win. <laughs> I fired it up with the intention of checking it out. It took five minutes to load on my PC. And I said, "You know, no, no, I'm pushing the button. So <laughs> I went in and I pushed the button. I went to dinner and I just listened for five minutes as things were just popping uh, in the other room. It was, uh, I, I prefer to play it that way. <laughs> Yeah, it's just becoming a little more prevalent. And if you could do that for every game, the whole thing would be screwed up. Well, yeah, it definitely does mess with contests and stuff. But I did it in a a smaller way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give it time. Well, there's going to be more to be found. Mm-hmm. Oh, there already has. I'm not going to mm-hmm. share them, though. Thanks, okay. Railby. Uh, Gamer Tag Challenge, Nate. Yeah, we're doing that still. Uh, November's Cowboy Killer 360, uh, the wildcard game that he chose was State of Decay. So anything in the series or a previous completion in the series. And the bonus is uh, any, uh, we're calling it Check Yourself, any achievement containing a CK word. Uh, Words must be unique. Variations are allowed. So that would be kick, kicks, kicked, kicking. Each of those would be uh, valid for one, but only one time. Uh, and you, so you want to mark down the word and the achievement and there you go alright with that it is Brad Camp time take it away Corey alright completions this week Seamus McLimey 350 sorry 350 completed games MDP 73 550 Chewy on Ice 600 completed games completion percentage the Alpha Seagull, as mentioned before, he's at the G-Tesk, but he has hit 44% completion percentage. And Retro Chief has hit 75% completion percentage. Now hold he- it right there, Korith. Hmm. Korith? Yeah. I yeah have my, a, my Bible yes. name. Yes. I have a pick to bone with you. Well, not you. With MDP73, who, according to my calculations, has 518 completions. He uses the wrong settings. And he's like, Al, I can't believe I got more completions than you. I'm like, no, you don't. He's like, yes, I do. I'm not buying no DLCs. I'm like, but then you don't have more completions than me. Nope. Like, yes, I do. He said, no, you don't. Al has more completions. He challenged me to, to get more completions than me. So you're going to have to change your settings to the right settings if you're going to be challenging me, sir. My what if you changed friend. yours temporarily? How many yeah. completions do you have? Did you flip it to see he, how many you have? I would have to... How many would I have? Yeah. Yeah, do it. I mean, I'll do it right now. I would if have to sign out. I think signing out is the quickest way. unlocked, or still locked, then it's not a completion. 
What was that? What was that? If there are achievements that are still locked, then it's not a completion. Now stop using logic, Kenny. No, hold on. I think L said around 530. All right, you have 500. According to, uh, that says includes own DLC. Like, I'm not logged in. I'm just looking. You have 539 completions. So I would only have four more completions. Yeah, well, he he's, had, he's at 550. He had, yeah, see, he's got 35 or so. What did you say, 518? Uh, five. 539 is what you have. If I go to MDPs he's on the got same thing, he's at 556. Yeah, he's. He's full of malarkey. Oh, right. Yeah. Just, but after we start recording, he hit a bunch of milestones. Five, yeah, 555 so, should have been on there. Yeah, he's playing point and clicks like you wouldn't believe. Um, Yeah, he's got 30, 40 games where he finished the base game but didn't do the DLC. Not a completion. Nope. Anyways. He's the type of person that walks out before the credits during a Marvel movie. And in oh. ratio, L Sock has reached a new milestone with TA ratio of 1.4. Mr. B Tart has a new milestone also of 1.4. In streaks, Oz Buffanatic is currently on a 50 day achievement win streak. I feel like something's missing. L Sock is currently on a 125 day win streak. MDP 73 is currently on a 2000 achievement win streak. Why is that not days? Delete this. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't um, make sense. <laughs> yeah, we don't do win streaks. Who added that? Uh, before we move on, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I hate to be breaking up Brad Camp as much as we are. But uh, what is his face? Um, the, the guy with the mask in the Discord, Skeptical Mario. <laughs> he's, he's got a mask. And, it, oh, and it, he changes his name. Like, okay, you guys don't see it. If you don't notice his name, I see it all the time. He changes his name so much, and they're so funny. Uh, please don't stop doing that, Mario. Uh, if I had a nickel just for when every I time see, he changes his name. Just when I see your name, it, it confuses me. Anyways, so we didn't read any 10-day streaks. We're not going to anymore. That contest is over, and he did uh, appoint prizes. And so I'm just going to read out his little thing real quick um, because I didn't do the contest section. Uh, so final Street King results. First place was Jay Black. He got 25 21 out of a possible 25 points and so for his prize he gets 21 dollars uh p-tart was in second she got 19 points followed by easy mongoose freaky ro myself uh and facial of floor uh honorable mentions is facial of floor he got 11 consecutive 10-day streak so he gets a 10 dollar prize uh another honorable mention matism for breaking a 2380 day streak during this contest 10 dollar prize a 10 day yeah <laughs> I don't. I don't know if he probably didn't do it for this, but no, I think he did. I think he was looking for an excuse. Oh, well, there you go. So I he mean, broke if you need an excuse, twenty three hundred days. Uh, Vinnell seventy two got his honorable mention for starting a two hundred day streak during the contest, so he gets ten dollars. And then the last honorable mention is none other than Fufu, <laughs> Fufu Cuddly Poo for my favorite one for inspiring the contest and not earning any streaks longer than six days in the year twenty twenty. That's right. <laughs> Silly contest. Back to Brad Camp. All right. Back to Brad Camp with real actual milestones. Not silly 10 day streaks. Unstoppable has won 8,000 achievements. Pete Hart, which she really wanted to make sure that we read this, has reached or has earned 15,000 achievements. Northern Last, 18,000 achievements. Matrark, 24,000 wow. achievements. Three ladies in a row. Four. 
uh, Mental Knight oh. has, <laughs> has won 26,000 achievements, and Mattism right. has won 27,000. All right. The lone gamer score representative is Kbo73 with 450,000 gamer score. In TA score, uh, the Cheater MDP has 850,000 <laughs> TA score. I bet he has and, more than you too. I don't like you too. Bono's overrated. He sucks. The edge is pretty good though. Fighter chip pa 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 one million one hundred thousand TA score. Stop playing Call of Duty, dude. You're not fifteen. Come on, dude. Stop. Just stop. Did, dude. Bro. Northern Lass is in the top five hundred of Yeet the that England game. TA leaderboard. Yeet. Simso is in the top five thousand of the England TA leaderboard. Kingsman. I saw him on a milk carton in the top 1,000 of the USA Gamerscore leaderboard for open world and stealth. Matthew is in the top 20 of the Ireland Gamerscore leaderboard for Xbox One. Alex R. Davis is now in the top 10,000 of the TA Difference leaderboard for strategy. He's in the top 10 of asking us crazy community questions. And Big L somehow made it into the top 1,000 of the Gamerscore leaderboard. Nice. To the surprise of me and many else. And also the top 20 of the New York Completed Games leaderboard. You better watch yourself, MDP. You going down, sucker. All right, congratulations to everyone on their milestones. Uh, real quick, when top 1,000 in the gamer score, like over the whole site, it's pretty cool. Uh, what is your gamer score that gets you into the top 1,000 these days? Um... I have 626,000-ish. All right. Nice. That's quite a lot. Easy clap. I'll get there soon. Just kidding. I'll, that's a big accomplishment. Good job. I'm nice. Is Michelle above you in gamer score? She is. Okay. So she should really be like double her score. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to insinuate that she did all of my achievements and all of hers? So she really has... Um, Double the amount no, of No, no, she didn't meet oh. you day one of playing, so oh, maybe like forty five percent more. I have a son and wife who help me out too, you know. Thirty percent more. Yeah. All right. Well that ends the show or not the show. That ends our part of the show. There'll be extra stuff attached to this, so be sure to keep listening so we get all that. If you want to watch our live streams and join in on the community plays. Uh, twitch.tv slash ah101 you can check out that please follow and subscribe to that you know you've got amazon prime you get a free twitch sub uh on twitch right now and i will upload it to youtube so everyone can see it vulgar also started final fantasy 7 i did not get the opportunity to watch it live i cannot wait to watch his vod as he has named all of the characters after different people in the community, and he did, is doing different voices for every single character. I caught a little bit of it, and oh my god, it is glorious. I cannot wait yeah. to watch this in the entirety. And this is also his first playthrough, so it should be a good time. I believe he'll be streaming that on <laughs> Saturdays. He may or may not have had a tough time with the first boss when the Scorpion Dale. Everybody has a tough time with that. <laughs> Translations aren't good, so we're no. not going to fault him for that. 
If you would like to send us a Twitter tweet, you can do so on the Twitter at Achievements101. You can come tell Vulgar how much he sucks at Final Fantasy and give him tips to improve his Final Fantasy game by joining the Discord, discord.io slash ah101. And if you would be so inclined and can help us, uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash achievementhunting101. Get you a bunch of fancy bonuses and into the super secret VIP chat in the Discord. All it's right. not a secret anymore, Kenny. It hasn't been a secret for a long time. We've been oh. announcing this a lot. And with that, class is dismissed. See you next week. Bye. Salutations. Next week is Turkey Day. We'll I talk more excited. turkey next week. Yay, turkey. Welcome to Hot Takes from the Broderlands, where two bros, such as myself, spit the truth at you about those chivos you love to hunt. I am Elroy OMJ, and I am joined by the brodacious Chewy on Ice. How's it going, dude? It is going very well, and I have something to say. Oh. But I'll, 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 I'll hold You're off. you going to wait? Yeah, I'll wait. Oh, okay. I'll wait. Okay. But okay. I, it's, it's there. It's ready to come out. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is... Uh... Uh, that is a tease, as we call in the biz. So, well, Chewy, I got some news for you. Mm-hmm. I have a wonderful uh, hot take that comes from the namesake of the segment itself. Nice. Tie-in. And it is, unapologetically, Tales from the Borderlands is hands down the best Telltale game that was ever created. This game, it's brilliant, Chewy. Uh, have you played it? I assume you have. Everyone has. Because if they haven't, they're losing in life. I've played all but the final season of The Walking Dead. Awesome. So that includes Tales from the Borderlands. But I'm glad you mentioned The Walking Dead. Because we'll get to it. But Tales from the Borderlands, it has everything. It has adventure, drama, romance, oddly ripped sidekicks, and most of all, comedy. So you mentioned The Walking Dead. So let's talk about this highly rated Telltale game. Uh, it's the highest rated one on TA. Um, not sure where the replayability comes in on this one, but the fine folks at Telltale, they gave you the opportunity to you know either kill Lee or chain him to the railing. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, five different times. That's right, five different times. You can let Kenny kill Duck or you can do it yourself. Spoiler alert. Five different times. There are not even five different outcomes or five different dialogue options, but yet you have the option to do this five different times. And people still rate it high five different times. What I'm hearing is overrated. Sure, it's dramatic, but if you want drama, (laughs) there are plenty of story-driven dramas out there. Go play Youth Finch. It will take you less time, and it is much better. Want want a game that comes in a bigger box? Hmm, Yeah, bigger box is better, right? I hear Red Dead Redemption, although I'll never touch it, but I hear that that or... Maybe the Witcher series might scratch this itch of yours if you want drama. If you want to kill zombies, there are plenty of games with zombies in them. And and most of them, you don't run from the herds and like, oh my gosh, the herd's coming. 
but rather you run into the herds of zombies. Those games are much more fun than The Walking Dead. The rest of The Walking Dead series, there's like five different ones of them. They're all just trying to redo the same stuff in the first one. It's like, oh, look, a new character. Let me try to be shocked when they die at the end of the next chapter. This character seems great. Oh, dang, I just had the opportunity to either save that person or let someone else die. Oh, gee, I wonder if that person's going to die as well. I guess they will both be dead soon. Michonne, we get it. You miss your kids. Get over it. All in all, hours upon hours of average drama and zombie engagement. It's not even the most dramatic game created by Telltale. And for that, I'm sending in the wolf amongst us for that prize. In all, drama is easy. It's just easy. Just keep putting the main characters in bad situations and people will feel sorry for them. Oh, they have it so rough. Oh, I feel so bad for them. Oh, I I relate so much to this character who has their whole family eaten by zombies. But comedy? Now that is hard to pull off. Several games attempt it. Several games fail. Lots of games have an occasional scene that is comedic, such as the snooze fest that was After Party, all the way up to Satan's intervention at the end. Spoiler. That isn't to say that Tales from the Borderlands doesn't have a single single scene that stands out because, I mean, obviously it does. Episode 2's bro scene on the back of Loaderbot. Oh my goodness, comedic genius. But to pull off this level of intensity for the entire game is not an easy task. Some try and they end up as unfulfilling as the Bertram Fiddle game series. Tales from the Borderlands has a high of jokes per minute of any game on the Xbox. Whether you're carrying around a rogue eyeball in your pocket that you had to remove with a spork, or peeling face pizzas off of psychos, or listening to a scientist talk about how his wife and his kids had been killed and that his cat was eaten by Skag, only to find out that it was all a lie, except for the cat. The cat did actually get eaten by Skag. To slicing up an enemy into small pieces using a knife... Just so you could say, it looks like you just got cut out of the deal. To one of the most fantastically bizarre scenes that you will ever take part of in a video game where you have a high-intensity finger gun battle with 50 colleagues in the cafeteria area, it's no wonder the content is the best because the voice acting pedigree is far superior to other Telltale games as well. You have the usual voice actors that are in all their games. I mean, let's be honest, they use a lot of the same people, but then you add in the gravitas of bros, Chris Hardwick and Patrick Warbroton, and you have an instant classic that is highlighted also by the best licensed music in any Telltale game as well. Look it up, the soundtrack, and then put it on your iPhone, your iPod, or whatever you listen to. If you still have an iPod, get an iPhone. The Chivos themselves are much better than other Telltale offerings as well. There is no stupid rock, paper, scissors, luck-based Chivo. There are no missable Chivos, such as having to unlock the Book of Fables and possibly having to do a second playthrough. You have a Chivo called Bro or Bot. And Chivos that even complement themselves with two different Chivos. One says, no matter where you go. And then the other one saying, there you are. It's got the talent. It's got the music. It's got Loaderbot doing a face turn into a likable character. It's got the jokes. It's got it all. It will remain forever the best Telltale game ever created. Period. I concur. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't see how you could have a problem with that. Well, okay. So I feel like I should be here to say that you're wrong and you should feel bad that you're wrong. But... 
I'm not going to do that because in some ways I do think you are probably right. Uh, I will just point out something that you said earlier, which is that comedy is very hard to do. Uh, mm-hmm. And I agree with that. And I assume you're speaking from experience there. <laughs> yes, uh, that ties over to segments as well. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yes, no, I, I do agree with that. And um, I would love to hear which games you think are on the Xbox that are funnier than this game. I, I would I, I would actually say none. I would I would agree that there are not enough comedy games on the Xbox. Uh, and the ones that there are often are... The, the comedy they go for is usually rather uh, lowbrow, uh, mm-hmm. not very clever. But this game, this game, I agree, is probably at least the funny one of the funniest games I've played, uh, and and probably one of the cleverest. So I'm I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, percent I think it is one of the best comedy games on the Xbox. Is it the best Telltale game though? Ah, see, for me, it's a little bit comparing apples to oranges. That's, there's, there's no place for that here. <laughs> so, so <laughs> yes, the Telltale games are all basically the same thing again and again. Right, which, one's, which one's better? Which from, one's better? A, from a gameplay perspective, they're all the same. But are I, you a Minecraft they're, guy? They're Batman very... Guy. Oh, God, no. Game of Thrones guy? No, hell no. I, it, it's not the same thing to me, though. I'm, I'm getting a different experience from playing A Walking Dead than I am from playing... A Which time? From the third Walking time Dead. or the fourth time through? <laughs> well, I never did that. I, I'm not interested in those stacks. <laughs> uh, I've managed to avoid them throughout all of the various contests and all the things that lure me into knocking them out. I, I, I try and keep my experience pure with those. Uh, the Walking Dead, yes, it has its problems. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, it, it has its high points. It has its weak points across the whole series. And it is fairly formulaic. But it has the central beating heart of Clementine and her journey <laughs> through being a child to being a young adult and kind of adjusting to her new life and the world around her. And I think that's that's kind of important, but it's a, it's a very different kind of experience. And if you're not into that kind of thing, you're never going to think that The Walking Dead is superior to Tales from the Borderlands because you're just going to be annoyed by it. You're going to be annoyed mm-hmm. by having to control this little girl and deal with all these zombies i'll give you that clementine is not as annoying as a lot of other characters such as um the uh, characters of oh chloe oh god i'm so sorry chloe Don't <laughs> let, oh, oh my gosh life is strange oh my gosh that game can get the right the hell out of here and then i found it's uh it's ugly cousin recently tell me why oh my gosh i have no why i have no answer to that as to why i have I played that game. Well, actually, I do because I thought it was worth more points than it was worth. I didn't realize it snuck in fifteen hundred gamer score, not one thousand. So I thought it was worth uh, about uh, five hundred extra TAD than it actually was, and I got suckered into that thing. Oh boy, don't play that game. If if you ask me to rank the Telltale games, which I, I assume rank you rank would, the you, Telltale games right do, now, I would put uh, Game of Thrones near the bottom. Minecraft, I've just never had any interest in Minecraft in general. The story was entertaining, but it was, you know, meh. Uh, so probably that above then. Um, and then probably the other series of The Walking Dead. Um, I would probably put at the top in... I would put Tales of the Borderlands in second, below the first season of The Walking Dead. 
purely because it kicked the whole thing off. It's just nostalgia. Uh, it may be a little bit of nostalgia, and mm-hmm. it it changed the game in some ways for a lot of people in a very bad way when it came to these kind of story based games, uh, because people really don't like uh, the whole visual novel style, you know, choose your dialogue mm-hmm. approach to adventure games. Uh, but for me, I think that the writing, the drama was solid and it kind of, like I say, created a new genre. Uh, and that ending is pretty affecting. So so what I'm hearing here is a couple of things. Three things. One, you're wrong. Two, <laughs> you just made Loderbot uh, like a little daub of oil come out of his eye uh, from making him sad <laughs> that you didn't choose him. But- and then the third thing is that basically what you're arguing is that because it came out first. So you're saying that uh, Super Mario Brothers is the best platformer of all time. That's what I'm. Well, hearing. see, I I do I do lean that way with a lot of things. I think Dead Space One is better than Dead Space Two. I think Batman Arkham Asylum is better than Batman Arkham City. Uh, I I usually think the original films are better than the sequels because I am a snobby purist. So that's mm. the way I tend to lean. But look, okay, if you ask me to rank the Telltale games, that's what I would do. But I also which said, one, which one I also would you say, play right now, I also which one would you start right now. <laughs> I also if you had to say, do a stack right now, which one would you start, Chewy? If which I had one? to do a stack, I, uh, Game of Thrones, <laughs> just just, <laughs> just, to, just right? to really undermine what you're trying to say. No, I wouldn't put them in a ranking position though, because like I say, they're, they're different experiences to me. If you ask me to rate my favorite comedy games on the Xbox, mm-hmm. it would go right at the top with a bullet. So I am not arguing that point there. Um, and so look, the, I'm putting it in second. Second is a very high position. I'm I'm putting it, you know, way up there. It's not good enough, Chewie. So you're saying you would, you had the opportunity to play just one of them right now. Start one, and you had to pay attention. You couldn't like play on your phone while the dialogue's going on. You had to pay attention to everything. You would go with Walking Dead over Tales of the Borderlands. It's it's the same. You're asking me to make the same decision about what movie I make want to watch if I want to watch a comedy film or a drama film. It depends what mood I'm in. Mm. Completely depends what mood I'm in. You, you know, you keep this up, I'm going to go and give every, like, all 20 Walking Dead games a one star. I'm, I mean, I'm going to do it. You just keep look, this up. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's very, very good. I'm saying it's the best comedy game on the Xbox. I just would just put it just behind The Walking Dead if I had to, but I wouldn't want to because to me, they're different games. They're different types of games. I didn't realize you were a, a dramatic Wookiee and not a, not a funny little Wookiee. Um, hmm. I, I feel like I just learned so much about you, but uh, still disappointed, but don't don't get me wrong. But uh, Okay, that's that's it. I, uh, I, concur, <laughs> I concur up to a point with your... All right, I'm right. That's what I'm hearing. I'm yeah. right. I like it. All right. Well, how about we? How about we throw it to the community? If anyone is listening to this, uh, has got this far, then please let us know on the Discord how you would rank the Telltale games and where you would put Tales from the Borderlands. <laughs> All right. So, come on, man. Let's hear some truth. Give okay. it to us straight. Right. <clears throat> so. When you asked me to join you on this segment, I originally wasn't sure I would really be of much use. Contrary to the discussion we've just had, I'm actually generally a pretty easygoing guy. Uh, I don't try and take many sides on different issues. I try and see things from different perspectives, and I don't really get riled up very much at all. 
Is this a bunch of disclaimers here? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just just giving you my perspective on life in general. Uh, I, I, you know, when you asked me, I originally was like, nah, this isn't for me. But then I was uh, I was putting together this month's CCC challenge, shameless plug, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is um, which is centered around point and click games, right? Going back mm-hmm. to the Telltale games, which also count, and it reminded me of something that really actually does really get my goat. So mm. my hot take is that adventure games, including point and clicks, mm-hmm. should not have speedrun achievements. Not ever. They are terrible. I think they are completely misplaced. And when I see them turn up in a list, it actually makes me see several shades of red. And why is that? Well, okay. So, first of all, you might think, well, is it really a big deal here? Is is Chewie just getting riled up because one or two lists have got one or two achievements occasionally? But actually, it's a lot more pervasive than you might realize. So, I'm going to give you some examples here of games that have speedrun achievements in their lists. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Yes. Agent A, Broken Age, Drawstick Manapic 2, Far Lonely Sales, Gorogoa, Grey Matter, Maze, Pinstripe, Red Johnson's Chronicles, Shape of the World, Superliminal, Siberia, Siberia 2, The Journey Down Chapter 1, The Little Acre, The Secret of Monkey Island 1, Monkey Island 2, and Yesterday's Origins. All of those games, and probably more, have a speedrun achievement in. That maze one, man, that one pisses me off. Oh, I've got a story to tell at the end about that. So, there are a lot of games that require precise timing in a specific section or or part of the game. I don't mind that. As long as you can redo it as many times as you want to get it perfect or whatever, that's fine. What my concern is, is the finish the whole game within a certain amount of time achievements. And I'm going to tell you for why. Generally speaking, adventure games, including point and clicks, are story focused. The developers of the game have put a lot of time and effort into building worlds full of interesting characters, writing compelling stories and dialogue. In the case of point and clicks, they've also usually carefully crafted puzzles and mini games for the player to uncover and solve. They have poured hours of work, blood, sweat, tears into the artwork little details to build on the world easter eggs funny little moments for people like myself who play these types of games and enjoy them it's experiencing those elements that they tend to enjoy and in general experiencing them at their own pace which guess what tends to be a relaxed pace by introducing speedruns you're doing two things The first thing is that you're encouraging people to actively ignore all of the things that have been built into the core of the game, its purpose, its reason for being. People are literally going to be just actively skipping through all the story, all the dialogues, all the cutscenes. They're not going to be exploring anything, discovering anything about the world, reading anything. They're not going to be doing anything aside from the main missions and they're literally going to just use a guide to solve all the puzzles mindlessly just to chase down that clock. The second thing that you're doing is that you're introducing a level of stress to playing the game that you would simply not get if you were playing it at your own pace. It's counter to how the game is intended to be played and puts off its core audience. If I want stress in a game, I'm going to be playing a shooter. 
or something action-oriented. If I want to play something casually, in a nice relaxed way, all cosy on the sofa, probably falling asleep because I don't get enough at night, I will go for an adventure title. To add to the stress is the frustration that, for whatever reason, if you fail the speedrun, you have to play through the whole game again, which makes you resent the entire experience. You know, I know how you like to think, okay, in metaphors, so I'm going to give you some metaphors. <laughs> to me, this kind of thing is equivalent to having a shooter where you can only use your knife throughout the whole game, or a driving game where you're only allowed to drive in one car, the first car that you get, or a Vayner where you're, you can't even double jump. It's shackling you to a playstyle that is counter to the game's design, which might be fun to do in like a single section of the game or a, sec a chapter or something like that, but not for the whole thing. It's like if, Elroy, I'm going to invite you around to my house. I'm going to cook you an amazing meal of all of your favorite food. No carbs. Okay. It's going to be amazing. It's going to look so good. I'm going to pour hours of effort into it. It's going to taste amazing. I hope you don't expect something afterwards. It's all right, because I'm just going to shove it in a blender. <laughs> I'm just going to shove the whole thing in a blender, and then I'm going to make you drink it through a straw in one minute. The tastes are lost. The textures are gone. We don't have any fun dining chatter. No tasty little amuse-bouche on the side. You just got to suck it up and get out. Oh, man. Even, look, so... even, even the people who design the achievement lists in some of these games are making their own references at the stupidity of the whole thing. Gorogo's speedrun achievement is called But Why? Exactly, Gorogoa. Exactly. <laughs> Yest <laughs> Yesterday Origins achievement includes the description... Who said speedrunning is not fit for point-and-clickers? I do, Yesterday Origins. I do. <laughs> look, I know Look, I, I know what you're going to say, Elroy, before you say it. There are people out there, <clears throat> L, who will say, but, but you could just play the game for fun the first time and then do the speedrun on the second playthrough. Okay? <laughs> Which I get. I understand that. That's the sensible thing to do. That's what probably normal people would do. But let's be realistic here. We're achievement hunters. And we tend to want to work through a game's achievement list in the most efficient way possible. Which usually means getting all the collectibles or missables on the first playthrough, playing it on the hardest difficulty going in, and yes, getting that speedrun achievement done in the first playthrough. Sure, it's probably not quote-unquote the best way of experiencing the game, but that's our curse. We know it's bad for us, but we do it anyway. I also know that there's a group of gamers, let's call them speedrunners, who actively try and do this across all manner of different games for what, I don't know, I don't know what reason, bragging rights, world records, whatever. And I also recognize that there are other people, let's call them idiots, who don't even like point and click games. They're just playing these games because they're usually easy, quick score boosts and completions for whatever stupid contest they're doing. For those people, skipping through the cutscenes and dialogue, not exploring any further than the main objectives, and using a guide for all the puzzles, it's just going to be how they want to play it. Doesn't matter. Even if there's an achievement or not for speedrunning it, they're going to be doing it anyway. So fine, just let them do their thing. But don't reward that behaviour with an achievement at the cost of all the other people who want to play the game as it was intended, but feel maybe they can't because there's an achievement there shackling them to do so. 
I'm going to finish, okay? I'm, I'm nearly done. Don't worry. Oh, you're doing great, man. Let me finish by telling you a story. My own experience. So one of the games I listed, and what you already mentioned, is Maze. Ugh. And Maze is a game I am particularly fond of. I love the writing and the world of that game. The insane, nutty, Python-esque humour with its idiotic, sentient corn and ornery Russian teddy bear. It's got a fun story, interesting puzzles. It's just overall very entertaining, as a point-and-click especially. But it has an achievement which not only requires a sub-two-hour speedrun, but one that also has to be done in one sitting. Mm -hmm. Okay, you've experienced this. Yeah, you'll notice that I do not have that achievement. Oh, so when I tried it first time, about a third of the way through the game, which I was really enjoying, apart from being increasingly resentful that I was having to rush <laughs> through it, it crashed to the dashboard. So that game is known for being a bit crashy, okay? which isn't great when you've got some achievement like this. That meant I knew I'd failed the achievement, and I had a choice. Restart and hope it didn't crash again, so I could get the speed run, or just pick it up from where I left off and enjoy the rest of the game, not stress it and do the speed run on another occasion. I chose the latter, and I'm glad I did. There is so much going on in that game that you simply would not notice if you were speed running it. The background to the story has these two uh, insane feuding scientists that you never actually see. And it's mostly delivered through a series of post-it notes that are dotted around the wo uh, walls of the facilities. These crazy exchanges between them. They are really funny and you just wouldn't see them if you were speedrunning. Also, uh, the items that you collect, a lot of them, serve absolutely no purpose in the game. But they have really hilarious descriptions that kind of make fun of those random items, uh, random item puzzles that you get in the old LucasArts games or... The, uh, the Artifacts Monday ones where you just put some random stuff together to solve a puzzle. Like a, like a diamond to cut some glass. Exactly, exactly. So there's, there's these really funny things in that game that if you were speedrunning, you just wouldn't take the time to notice. So I took that time to explore and solve all the puzzles by myself. If the game hadn't crashed on me, or if I'd decided to retry the speedrun as soon as it did crash, I would have missed out on that experience. And yes, that's on me for making or not making that choice. But I'm still allowed to resent the way that the very fact the achievement existed made me feel shackled into making that choice in the first place. And scene. <laughs> well, a couple things for you. So um, you said about uh, if you wanted a nice, uh, uh, or some people do like speed runs just to break world records and everything like that. Um, the, uh, I, I think that some people might try to break the world record in, in The Walking Dead because it's such an amazing replayability that they would be able to go back and enjoy so many times over. Uh, speaking of which, um, any, any guesses what the highest rated uh, adventure games out there might be? Uh, probably The Walking Dead, if I had to guess. The Walking Dead, yeah. the final season. The Walking Dead, the Telltale <laughs> Definitive Series, and The Walking Dead. Overrated, I am telling you. All the way down at number eight or nine is Tales from the Borderlands. Granted, it's tied for second, but still, that's not good enough. But uh, as far as the adventure point-and-click games go, um, 
The speedrun is a bane of my existence. I don't even know if I have any speedrun achievements. The only one I think I've ever gotten... No, I don't know. I don't think there is one. I, I hate them. I loathe them. Mm-hmm. Uh, how am I supposed to manage the... Um, you know, the walkthrough and the guide while trying to, you know, hit the clock. Uh, this is one of the things I really hate about uh, Metroidvania games, which is that it seems like almost every freaking one of them has one of these little things on it. I don't know. Uh, they need to clean that up as well. But uh, apparently it's bled over into the adventure game now. Um, that's uh, that's unfortunate. So, uh, But I have no use for the speedrun. I like, uh, I'm like i a pretty easygoing guy uh, as far as uh, my gaming goes. And, uh, yeah, speedruns, uh, they uh, they do nothing for me. So. so, wait, you 100% agree with me? Uh, I do, I do. I, I have no use for speedrun achievements, and I'll take it a step further. Speedrun achievements... They have no place in gaming. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. They just don't. They, uh, they don't have any place in, uh, you want me to finish your game in how long? Uh, no, thanks. Uh, I'll finish it when I want to finish it. And so mm-hmm. this actually reminds me of one of my, the funniest achievements I, I can remember. It's, uh, oh, man, there's this one game. Uh, I can't even remember the name of it. But basically, you get an achievement for quitting the game. And so, okay, I'll just quit the game. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> No problem there. I haven't been back. I think it's like worth 199 points or something like that. It was ridiculous. But uh, speedrun achievements, it's like the same concept. They're like, yeah. hey, we, we think you should be able to finish this game in this amount of time. So, uh, yeah, maybe if I developed the game, I could do that. But uh, you want me to sit there and, you know, figure out all the ins and outs of this game and, mm-hmm. and memorize it? No. Well, and they're just, they're just asking you to skip it. Oh, by the way, I made this game. It's really great. Yeah. But just skip it. Just skip <laughs> yeah, through the whole skip thing. It. Don't bother. Yeah, skip it. It's like, uh, I'm good. Uh, I got, I've got i been burned by these so many times. Um, they Where you have to beat the game in X amount of time. And I, I think I I come in about two minutes mm. uh, late each time or something. I don't know. Sometimes I hate worse. it when they don't even... Yeah, they don't even give you the clock. Like, yeah. you don't you don't know if you how close you were or how far away you were. Um Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. That one is. Sometimes you don't uh, know. Sometimes you don't know if pausing the game stops the oh, timer. Yeah. Cutscenes. Do cutscenes count? Don't know. Sometimes. Oh, no, for sure. Ah, no. Man, it's a uh, it's a slippery slope, and um, mm-hmm. I think we need to eradicate the the speedrun achievements. And uh, I, you have my full support, my endorsement, and uh, you just let me know who which uh, one of these games needs one star, and I'll take care of it. I don't think, especially in adventure games, I think literally no one would miss them. If people want to speedrun them, they'll do it. They'll record it on their Twitch, and they'll brag about it. Put a leaderboard in the game. I don't care. But why put an achievement in there? It just makes no sense to me. And let's, th- let's throw this one back to the community as well. If you agree with us or if you disagree really strongly about it, then let us know. Let's have an argument. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think we, we solved it. I think we've solved a lot of things here. So we've uh, concluded that uh, Telltale's uh, best uh, offering is Tales from the Borderlands. And we discovered that uh, speedruns have no place in gaming. I feel like these were very hot takes. These are the these are the issues. These are the issues people are talking about these days. I can't think of anything else. Yep, and that's why we address them. Um, I think that's all the time we have for today. So uh, get your uh, your grill ready, and uh, we'll uh, we'll serve up some more hot takes in the near future. So if you have any ideas for any hot takes that you would like to hear us uh, pontificate on, then let us know. As long as they're good hot takes and they're, you know, factually correct, like 
you know, Toes of the Borderlands being the best Telltale game. So, best comedy game. <laughs> oh, that too. It's not only the best Telltale game of no, all no, no, time, no, no, no. but it's also the best comedy game of all time. I mean, the accolades just can't get long enough for this game. So, uh, but anyway, uh, again, I'm Elroy OMJ, and my my oddly ripped uh, sidekick was uh, Chewy. Uh, <laughs> I, I just want to point out that this is probably the shortest segment that I've ever noticed that you've been on. Uh, <laughs> does that mean that we've managed to get the speedrun achievement for <laughs> this segment? Bloop, bloop. Achievement unlocked. Elroy's shortest segment. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, y'all, uh, y'all take care, and uh, we'll sizzle it up next time. Bye. Welcome to Waka's Weird Wonders. I'm Waka Pale, and today I'm going to very cautiously recommend the lowest rated game on TA that I'm aware of. Released on Xbox in July of 2020, and rated half a star with only 70 starters on TA, Turok Escape from Lost Valley is a perplexing game. Based on the comics from the 50s, and in no way related to the other Turok games, Escape from Lost Valley manages to anger a large part of its potential audience simply by existing. Instead of a violent shooter, this is a cute isometric brawler where you are only armed with a knife and a bow. You play as Turok, the honker hunter, who along with his buddy Andar attempts to find a way out of the honker infested Lost Valley. Honkers being what the comic and game calls dinosaurs, but I quickly thought of it as a swear every time I saw it in the game. While Andar accompanies you through most of the adventure, he can't be controlled by a second player, which is unfortunate as his AI behavior is atrocious. Fortunately, he can't die or directly hurt you, but he frequently hits you with his arrows, stunning you for a moment, allowing the honkers or other enemies to murder you. At least he is a walking arrow dispenser and you can pick up any arrows which doesn't hit you or the honkers with. It is crucial to pick up enemy patterns to progress through the game as you have a very limited health pool, a short supply of arrows and the bosses in particular can take a lot of damage from your puny knife before going down. Researching how and why this game exists, I discovered it was the result of two brothers from Hawaii winning a Universal Studios contest awarding them the rights to use one of Universal's intellectual properties. Turok Escape from Lost Valley was not brought to you by a large studio. It was mainly a set of twins developing the entire game by themselves. In hindsight, attaching the Turok IP which used to be attached to fairly big budget games, to a scrappy indie game probably hurt more than it helped, as the game has been widely mocked way before release due to the expectations on the Turok license. The wonderful hand-drawn graphics adds insult to injury, as it looks like a kid's game, 
but very soon reveals itself to be nightmarishly difficult. It is as if the game intentionally tries to make you hate it. It disconnects itself from the Turok gaming IP so hard it instantly makes fans angry and bewildered, lulling them into a false sense of security with its cheerful graphics before unleashing the honkers on you, shooing your face off, then kicking you while you are down. To make matters worse, the game was arguably unfinished upon its original release and lacked a bunch of quality of life improvements which are now in the game along with some much needed difficulty balancing. Early reviews of the game justifiably completely trashed Turok Escape from Lost Valley. Even if it now is much improved, it is still a beast of a completion and no one has managed to complete the achievement list on Xbox or Steam. Not because it is grindy or a time sink. The achievement list could arguably be completed in less than 3 hours, but it is insanely difficult. The main campaign is short, but very varied, with almost every encounter being unique. The gameplay is not exactly fast-paced, but requires precision, as you have very little health and you can't interrupt your own attacks to roll out of the way of the enemies. Large encounters remain completed. It's usually a good idea to backtrack to a campsite to save your game and heal up after every major fight. The only thing, except for your friend's AI, that is objectively subpar in the game, is the audio. There is just not much of it, and knifing honkers sounds weird. As mentioned earlier, the campaign is short, the collectibles are easy to find, and there are no missables as you can fast travel between checkpoints. The final two achievements, however, are honking bonkers. Completing the game on the very hard difficulty is among the most difficult achievements I've ever unlocked, and right now I'm the single person on TA who has done so. But the unidentified icing on the cake is completing the survival mode. Survival mode is more or less a simple roguelike where you have to finish 7 levels with 7 bosses of which the order and layout is randomly generated. Not only will you have to start over if you die, but levels get progressively more difficult increasing the speed and health of your enemies. There are random drops of health, ammo and other supplies and you can improve Turok over the course of the session but everything is gone if you die. My best run took me around 30 minutes, in which I reached the final boss, the undying killer honker, but I could barely catch my bearings as it was slightly different from the end boss of the campaign before it crushed me. Turok Escape from Lost Valley has 1000 game score worth 2800 TA, of which one achievement hasn't been earned yet, likely because it is super difficult, not because it is unobtainable. When or if it is unlocked, the total TA will be increased by around 1500 TA. The game is normally $15, a steep price to pay for this punishing brawler. Knifing honkers is as tough as it sounds, and I do recommend this half-star gem if it is ever discounted again, if you're up for a real challenge. Honka honka honker everyone!